0: What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode seven of the Kind of podcast. <laughs> first edition of episode first seven, the last episode seven. Ever. Exactly. It's pretty crazy. I, as always, am Tim Geddes. I'm here with the coolest dudes in video games, Colin Moriarty Hello. and Greg Miller. Hi. And again, we are joined by the producer slash seducer. Back because no one demanded me. No, I'm everyone. Here. The comments were enthralled. Were they? By your. They were they really? Is this true? Huh? This doesn't sound like something that was Some true. Some people like Nick's so funny. Some That's people liked him. Here's the thing: this is the kind of funny games cast. Yeah. If you guys bring the games and the cast, I guess we'll bring the kind of funny. That sounds good to me, and that'll balance it out, and we'll like give the that. people exactly what we're promising them, and it's going to be. Give the people good time.
1: what they want. Give them the air, Cohagan.
0: Yeah, and we have we have Portillo too, of course. As always, he, he's doing stuff, making old man mouth noises. I'm not sure what he's bringing. He's bringing the cute. Everybody loves. All right, there's no cute in this though. It's not the kind of cute Games Cast. What's funny no, is he when he makes those
1: mouth noises. Drink he it. looks directly he into you. your eyes. I know, you know he, he does. He looks at you because yeah. he knows you he knows. hate it.
2: Yeah, he just looks directly. at him. He's like, what are you going uh, to do? What are you going to do? About it? It? Are you going to hit me? Are you going to punch me on camera? Drink the
0: water. Well, well guys, no, you're not doing it right. This show, it's like the Game Over Greggy show, but it's about video games. And it comes out every Friday. You get a new episode. You can get it early at kindoffunny.com. You can get everything at kindoffunny.com. Mm-hmm. You can, you can get last that. week's episode. Oh you should just go to kindoffunny.com. Go to it's to kindoffunny.com. actually looking pretty hot. You can get, now. get the Colin and Greg Morning, morning Show
1: there. You can mm-hmm. go to kindoffunny.com dot com forward slash store and see all our t-shirts like sick ass t shirts. Like the producer slash seducer like t shirt. The brand new, producer the one you are wearing. Oh wait, oh, I am not. I haven't. Mm. I, I it has not come yet because <laughs> I have not ordered it yet because I've been too busy dealing with our. 2014 tax. Well, Nick, if you want the one, adult.
0: you can go to kindoffunny.com slash store.
1: Slash store. And you can get and a get producer. Let me tell you something about this producer seducer shirt. Uh-huh. Okay. Along with all of our other shirts. It's going to feel like you're wrapping yourself in a giant burrito of love. Yeah. That's what these shirts feel like. Mm-hmm. Check them out. If you want to help support us, support the channel, or you just want to rep an awesome brand that you believe in or a brand that you hate put it on your body anyway yeah. it doesn't really matter some of the shirts are really really funny there's a scarpino gettys for president 2016
3: shirt which is selling terribly by the way it's selling showing you once again that you love fine. the moriarty miller ticket 2016 mm-hmm. for the win well they are the coolest dudes. Pound it out. There it is, yeah. i'm not letting that go by turn the way turn the dog around until
0: other people jump he
3: likes looking that. at you while he licks his mouth though he does he looks at you with oh that God. vacant look in
1: his eyes he knows, eyes, that you're, he's, like, he like, knows no. he's torturing what, colin what would you do if i spent the rest of the podcast he's doing this
2: oh my god, <laughs> oh god. that's what so he's doing the headphones. <laughs> that's exactly what the dog is doing to me it's terrible please stop my god i can't just look deep into your I eyes for the audio listeners let's mm-hmm. see
3: if they can tell the difference between nick and portillo so one of you be everyone quiet. close
2: your eyes do it portillo oh, oh my so god bad. it's so gross I think it's cute. How do you think mean, that's, weird. Yeah, that's cute? Right, it's anyways, guys, really annoying when we're, it's gonna, We're going to we're gonna
0: get to the video games right now. Okay. <laughs> My God, Nick, what's happening? Sorry, it was a hurricane. There. Life's like a we're hurricane better. here in Duckburg. Video games. What video games are you guys playing right now? Because, Nick, I know you're playing something you're addicted to.
1: It. I, got, uh, I got into Dying Light mm. because uh, Greg did a stream of it, I believe. Um, and... <sighs> you were
0: talking about it. you totally said-
1: got
3: into it because of something I think happened no I think you, you
1: did <laughs> not you sure it. It was, I, I couldn't remember it was either Colin or you that streamed it but I'm pretty sure you streamed it right yeah, yeah I did on twitch.tv forward slash kind of funny games Yeah, uh, where we do weekly and daily streams um, in that order in that order uh, I saw you stream and the way you pitched this game to me was you were like oh it's like um, it's an open world game but it's like Mirror's Edge, where you get to you can kind of go around, you can use parkour, you can climb buildings and things. First person shooter style game, and I was like, that sounds really cool, right? I'm thinking it's going to be a fairly more skew a game more skewed toward, you know, the exploring the environment, but mostly kind of a first person shooter. It is not. It is a hardcore RPG with resource management, and it is like, <laughs> and Greg totally lied to me, so I am like. I am like seven or eight hours into this game, and I am only ten percent through the story of it, and it is crushing me because it gets really hard really fast.
3: What? All
0: right. I'm just Go.
1: waiting for you to yeah. unleash it.
3: I'm just uh, a hardcore
1: RPG. <laughs> well, it's not. Sorry, not, I guess RPG might not be the word for it. I'm not but gonna
2: make. I'm not. I'm not here to make fun.
1: All I'm saying is it's got. It's got. Uh,
2: a, it's heavy on the resource management. It's like Fallout. Basically, it's Fallout meets, meets Mirror's Edge. I think. I think. I think. It, I think. It's. I think it's somewhat of a role playing game. There's statistics in it. There is resource management in it. Uh, it is, it is a fairly complicated game. Um, there's ways to trick the system, which I've, I've discovered Molotop, The the Molotov cocktail is, is those way Those nothing America. for me. Oh, dude. Well, you, you have throw them on things, dude, on it, bad guys. If you, if you guys. can like stand on a car, for instance, a van or a bus and get like eight, nine, 10, 15 of those guys around just to launch one in there, you get like so many experience points. Yeah. yeah. And, and all you need is string and alcohol to make the Molotov cocktails Yeah. So i made a couple like, of them, but I, you and you get five for every one you manufacture.
1: Interesting. Cause I threw them at. The big one of the big dudes that has the, mm-hmm, the like mm-hmm. that big ass like hammer, he's got the
2: sledgehammer that's conquer or asphalt on yeah. the end of a pole. Did nothing to him, did nothing. Well, yeah, I, I, have still a lot have not, I still have not fought or killed anyone of those. I just, I just leave them alone. You, it's so easy to just, they're so slow. You just sure, chase in the one side of the map and then you just break into whatever you need to do, go and get mm-hmm, it and run. Mm-hmm. If
3: you got to do that, there's a one hard chest I remember I got to outside of one of the locations and like it, I, I couldn't get him far enough away because it was a lock picking minigame mm-hmm. and I had to figure out what it was very hard or whatever so it's like there's like just that one fraction of a second where it works
1: I'm stuck on the uh, I'm stuck on the level where you have to go to the second group and extort them for money and you have to clear out the environment because I can't figure out how to I can't I think you have to Oh where you run through the the gate and you shut the gate but then you have to kill everything inside still? No no there's a few of those but this is one of those where you go all the way out toward the bridge and it's, like, he, he, uh, uh, Rise sends you out to, like, basically extort money from people. Yeah, no, and the second know. group you go to is, like, this little this little ve- village underneath a bridge. And you get in, and it's just infested. And it, there's the fast-moving zombies that come after you, like, they mm-hmm. jump and come after you. So I can't really figure out what I'm supposed to do there. I think what you're supposed to do is lure some of the exploding zombies over to the group. And have them, and when they get close to you, they explode and take out, like, ten of them. But I'm sure I'm missing something. Well, no, I mean,
2: the, the beauty of the game is that there's all these different ways to get through combat. I mean, yeah. you can be, like, very meticulous and... and Trap them and use Molotovs or use guns or use melee weapons or just ignore as many of them as you can. the The cool thing, the, those exploding zombies are good. The guys with the hazmat suits on are really good too. If you hit them in the yeah, back, hit in the back. Oh right, oh, right. yeah, and maybe they'll, fly off they'll explode. And explode. Um, um, but, wanna, I'm yeah.
1: liking it. I'm liking that. Uh... I legitimately am terrified when the sun goes down. Yeah, it's oh yeah, game. the game's definitely scary. Uh, when well, it gets night time, I run and hide. Yeah, I had to. I, do don't, I don't want nothing to, to do with it. Climb up the towers to, see, to turn them on, so we can get radio communication back up. By the time I got back down, it was nighttime and I'm like, "Well, I do not want to go outside of this this border." And I tried, and it's just, I mean, because it's pitch dark, and all you have is your flashlight. And then for some reason, during the night, these giant, really fast zombies come out, and they come looking for you. Um, and if they find you, you're dead.
2: Yeah, you just got to use the HUD them. on that on those guys. Like the HUD shows you where they can see and stuff like that. Yeah. So just stay away from them. You get a lot of experience if you kill them though. And the longer you, how do you, you kill them? Uh, you get a trophy for killing them. I killed I killed one uh, just by bashing it in the face. But since they call their friends, you have to usually works. You have to be aware they're not they're not really special zombies. They just are, they're zombies that you fight during the day, as far as I can tell. But they're just stronger at night, like the the crazy ones that ch- chase you. Yeah. Um. There's different zombies that you'll find later that are even crazier that run away from you. Awesome, and uh, that sounds great. And can't uh, wait for that. The game, the, ga- the game is really tense. Yeah, um, they do a really good job with it. It's a really good game. I still haven't beaten it. Um, the platinum trophy in it is broken. So I'm really, like, yeah. So I'm the trophy. That's uh, something when we talked about it on Colin and Greg, I think. But the Techland tech Land just has, has this problem where you have to get to platinum it. Uh, you have to do all the side quests, find all the collectibles, get yeah, yeah, like, everything. Yeah, because yeah, I've, I've randomly climbed like the top of that
1: first tower and climbed all the way up and found like. Something. I guess it was a trophy sitting out on the edge of something. Oh yeah,
2: there are literal zombie trophies that you have to find too in the game. Yeah, so you have to do all of this weird shit in the game. But the Techland has problems. They had problems with Dead Island 2 where they just don't know or they just don't code properly progression Mm. attached to trophies. So their games are like, this isn't the first one of their games that's totally botched and they still haven't patched it. The big problem and what sucks for these kinds of games is if you... For instance, get all the side quests and don't pop the trophy, I'm not so sure that the patch is going to help you. Exactly. If you don't hit sucks. the requirement, yeah, yeah. That sucks because the, the 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 box has already been checked. And mm. it's just not giving you the trophy. I hate that shit. Yeah. You gotta QA your fucking trophies you know you have to I mean I don't understand how some people I don't understand this right
3: after having the same problem with Riptide I I know that you're talking about this we told the story on Rig live but Riptide I had early for Dead Island and I was out to be the first to platinum it and ended up being caught up on the collectibles and I was like where are they and I finally went on a Sunday bought the guide came home put it down this before the game came out and went through with the magic marker checking every collectible or because they're all the recordings and got to where the final collectible should be walked in and it wasn't there and I remember picking it up and it was just that
2: something when they patched or did whatever their final game that came out didn't match up on launch that's infuriating it yeah. was like, Fuck. but it is what it is so I, I just i know the five trophies that are broken mm-hmm. there's five of them and i just have not completed any of them yet and i'm waiting for them to patch they'll patch so it just gonna wait yeah so i'm playing the Wind game but i'm out. just i'm not getting all the safe zones i'm Gaming not getting all the collectibles. i'm not getting all the side quests <laughs> how, many time, how many times per session do you think you die um is it very seldom at this point because i'm only i like die i die fairly often i would say actually like the in the light Normally, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a, a particular quest that's a side quest called Voltage, I think, where you have to go to a uh, power station at night and turn something on. I have no fucking idea why you have to go at night, but you have to do it at night. And it's surrounded by all those guys, those crazy right. guys. And then inside is just a chain-link fence with all of these like power conductors and just hordes and hordes and hordes of zombies. And I died probably 10 times trying to do that. Side quest. Oh, and what sucks when you're dying on side quests is you lose experience points. Yeah, I, keep, so, I think you I, lose that no matter
1: what. I think you lose you, XP. Like,
2: if you die during certain quests, you don't. You don't lose. Really? Yeah. Because
1: every time I die, it, it has a, a very unflattering red text that comes up and says, "You just lost 600 experience points."
2: Yeah, did it, it sucks. I, I like that. I like that that pa- it you? It's, yeah. I, it me it I like that. There's a penalty for dying. Well, uh,
1: yeah, because I was, I was like, I don't want to climb down this. And I, before I figured out that, how, that you could actually use uh, zip lines in the game, I was just like, I'm just gonna jump off this tower. And see <laughs> what happens. Although the very first where are the mission, trash
3: bags. I don't know. Close enough.
1: Well, yeah, even the trash bags from a certain degree, like. You can't jump off a tower and it'll still hurt you, but the the first side quest, or not the first side quest, the first time it turns night after you find that first drop, and you look through it, and it's like, oh god, it's night, and the, the, the badass zombies come at you, I could not pass that, so on the third time I died, it started me over during day at one of my save zones. And oh, was nice. like,
2: That was nice. It forgave you.
1: It definitely was very forgiving, the so be- I appreciate that. The
2: beauty of the game, the beauty of the game's progression system, it, the, which I've noticed, is that it saves constantly. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you guys noticed yeah, that yeah. the game saves constantly, and so... I've cheated on a few quests where, like, I know I'm going to die, and I just need to pick something up, and I just beeline towards it, pick it up, and then I die, and I have yeah. it, and the quest is over. So yeah. it's like I lose the experience points, but I get it back plus mm. more for completing. The yeah, server. I keep
1: doing that. Like I keep doing side, like I'll get sidetracked because I'll see it drop, pop down, and I just go get it, and then I die five seconds later, but I still have the stuff, which I think is pretty
2: cool. Yeah, it's it's forgiving. Well, how how would you? So
1: I called it an RPG, which I guess is, was was a misstep. What would you? I, category, how would you categorize this type of game? It's
2: a sandbox game. I think it's an action game, but I think I don't think calling it an RPG is necessarily inaccurate because, like, it's not, skill trees. You got skill trees. I, I mean, you, I, what, it, you call you you compare it to Fallout. And I think that's fair. How like what does Fallout do that this game really doesn't in the sense of what makes them role playing games? I think it was just you funny because he said
0: hardcore. Yeah, it's not. It's
2: definitely Persona, which I think we're gonna talk about as a hardcore yeah, RPG. Sure, but, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But yeah, it's it's. I mean, the game's pretty, pretty tough. I don't really don't think that that's super inaccurate, in my opinion. But again, I just
3: know that there's certain things that set Colin Moriarty off, and it's when you award a game like a hardcore. No, what is the game that won the
2: adventure game, and you got all mad about? Oh, jeez, we, t- oh, we talked about this. Uh, Not Destiny. Oh, um, it was like Shadows of Mortar. Yeah, Shadows of Mortar won the adventure game category. It does doesn't make any fucking
3: sense. Dice, Dice Awards. <laughs> and you that doesn't make any sense. That
2: doesn't make any sense. That could be a fun episode in the future, maybe an exclusive one or whatever for our patrons about how exclusive. to how to categorize, categorize, categorize games, games and what does it mean to be an action game or an adventure game. But I would, I would personally call Dynamite a sandbox game. I mean, it's, it's multiple layers. Sure. It's a sandbox, open-world yep. sandbox game. It's non-linear. It has RPG elements. But RPG elements doesn't mean anything. Madden has RPG elements. Sure, so sure, it's sure. like... W- what makes it a role-playing game? All well, the same things that make that role play a role-playing game. Frankly, make Fallout a role-playing game. And so, mm-hmm. if, if Fallout Three is a role-playing game, then dying lights a role-playing game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's. I
1: mean, the only thing I guess that you could probably d-
2: ding it on is that there are no uh, uh, dialogue trees.
1: You don't really have. You don't choose really. You don't talk to anyone, right? That's true, but so that's that that doesn't make it that doesn't make it a role-playing, role-playing game either. That
2: makes it more of a, like an adventure game. In right. my in my in my opinion, I mean, like
3: Shadows of Mortar,
2: <laughs>
1: or more like Walking Dead. You know. Yeah.
2: Anyway, I'm liking it a
1: lot. I'm going to keep going through it. It is it is what I don't like in gaming experiences where I don't like to have to put 20 or 40 hours into a game. I can tell that I'm going to in this because I like it a lot. I like the movement. It actually probably moves better than Mirror's Edge in, in a lot of ways. Cause I agree. combat system is a lot better. Um, you feel like you can fight. You feel like you can stay on your own. Whereas Agreed. Mirror's Edge, when that's what I wanted at Mirror's Edge. And that's what I'm hoping the second one will have. And that- it is the ability to actually fight someone instead of having to, like, you know... Constantly moving. Yeah.
3: That was the thing about this when they debuted it and they were like, it's it's Dead Island mixed with Mirror's Edge. That was concerning for me because Mirror's Edge, for me, and it didn't, I know it didn't work this way for everybody, felt disempowering, right? Yeah. I didn't feel empowered at all in that game. I'd run if I... I would always... For some reason, the, the locomotion of it, the parkour of it, wasn't fluid for me, so then I'd screw something up, and then mm-hmm. it'd be like, fuck, and walk back, and try to do the run again, da 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 Whereas in Dying Light, I feel like it's super fluid, it's super easy, and it's because it's not trying to be what Mirrors Edge is trying mm-hmm. to be, but this one of jumping, and then like you grab onto the wall, you expect it to grab onto, you right. know what I mean? You're running up something and making the move yeah. you want to make. Move. It's, it's crazy you can climb that up a that straight little pole. bit
0: of help, that little bit of extra push, like, it really just makes it feel so much more fluid yeah. And everything. Smash Bros. does that too, like in a... Brawl like mm-hmm. compared to melee and brawl like your up B attack, like you'll just kinda cling on to the, the edge and just it feels more right. Right. And melee you had to be like super precise and like that's I noticed that from the very little I played this dying light. This is like, I think that light,
2: goodness. For for the Mirror's Edge comparison, turn me off too, in the sense that I think Mirror's Edge is a somewhat overrated game. I think that I think that as a game, Mirror's Edge wasn't interesting to me. It was actually the aesthetic of the game. This, yeah. They brilliantly captured what a fascist, futuristic fascist society looks like. It's colorful yet simple. It's it's clean flat and, and clean and sterile. Exactly like it was the it was the look of the game that made it for me. I didn't find Faith to be an extraordinarily interesting character, nor did I. Um. Fine. The gameplay fun. I never beat it. I was like, I, this is fine. I'm, I'm glad yeah. I played it over a weekend. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I don't yeah. really care about this game. So when people were comparing, I know people. Some people, love, but that's just my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. But when, so when people were like, it's like Dead Island, which was a game that never really captured me to begin with. Right. I played it for a few hours. Meets Mirror's Edge, which is another game where I'm like, all right, like, uh, I. But it was it was the act of playing the game that really meant something to me. And I think that the game's really good. I think that for we were making fun of Techland for not being able to code progression and trophies, but the 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 pathfinding and AI in the game is actually really intelligent. I'm yeah, really, really I'm really intrigued by it. It must have been a very hard game to make because, mm-hmm. you, like you were saying, like you can grab on to everything. There is a magnetism to jumping at things too that doesn't like, look quite right, but it's forgiving to not yeah. frustrate you. Yeah, I yeah. think that the game is really well designed and honed to not make you want to throw your fucking controller out the window yes, which I I appreciate that. So this is my thing with it, like even climbing the towers in Dying Light yeah. a direct
3: comparison to Fallout 3 more than 4 for me. 3 I remember being far Cry. so what did I say Fallout thank you very much Far Cry 3 not 4 uh, how annoying it was to climb the towers in Far Cry 3 and be like I, I see the rope I understand that's what you want me to jump to but I had to find that sweet spot I'm backing up to get the prompt to say X whereas this is just jump at the fucking thing and he grabs
1: Yeah. 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 and I assume I, mean, I have to assume Colin you're, far, you're a lot farther in the game than I am that the climbing and your mobility gets a hell of a lot easier as you level up
2: it, um Because you, you could
1: choose those in the skill trees where you're like I you know I've already gotten to the point where I can vault over people I've gotten to the point where which I think is cool that you can actually interact with the zombies or the guys where they come at you can go to the side and you know I'm assuming when I get a gun or I can actually hit someone more than 3 times without getting fucking winded because apparently in this game as well as in real life I was a smoker back in the day so <laughs> yeah I stamina guess, is I guess issue, my either. guy just can't do shit for, for mm-hmm. that's my only gripe about it for a, for a guy that as a paratrooper that comes in from the military. The guy can only swing the club three times before he gets winded.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I like I like the stamina system in the sense that it makes it feel less arcadey. Like yeah. the the, um, the the there's a lot of limitations in the game that makes it emphasize its asymmetric nature, which I think is really cool. The game is not like Dead Island in the sense that you are meant to not fight. Yeah, yeah and yeah, I yeah. think that that is. Really cool, and of course also the trio of upgrade systems is really cool too, that That's you are cool. getting experience points just for jumping. Whatever you do, whatever yeah. you're doing the most of, you get a point. So for. it's That's really cool, I mean, I think I think the game's special, and I wrote a piece, I'm still freelancing for iGen, I wrote a piece last week about how this game sold 1.2 million copies in one week, and that it's really benefiting from brilliant time, the, the brilliant time in which it was released, because this game would have, I, in my opinion, no prayer of selling yeah, any not. more than it's sold right now, looks- Lifetime, if it came out in the fall. It's the same thing as about Nino Kuni and Amela Reckoning, where it was like, these games hit at the right time, yep. and this game satiated something and, and scratched an itch for me that I would not have needed to have scratched any other time of the year.
1: Well, I also feel like it, it, it comes off, and this might be, a, I don't mean this as an insult, but it does come off to me as when I first saw it, and this is me as sort of a, a non-gamer, uh, a little on the generic side, where I'm like, oh great, another zombie game. Right, and it wasn't until someone said, "No, this is an open world," like Greg said, "This is more like Mirror's Edge, where you have this crazy amount of mobility, and you get to kind of you have to run away from these zombies, but you have the, the capability of doing it." That I'm like, well, that does pique my interest." And then when I fired up the game, the thing that sold me was the music that for that like 80s synth
2: like horror synth. I was like, "Okay, I'm yeah, sold on this." This yeah, <laughs> it's dope as shit. The 80s music. The 80s music is funny. I keep talking about that with Cheryl too. Like the 80s music is really funny in it. Like it's it. I like. I don't. It. I I think I, it's just the 80s aesthetic to it is weird, but. What I'm more intrigued about with Techland and what they're doing, and what certain other developers are doing, is what's going on in Eastern Europe right now. Where like game, good games are coming out of Poland. Good games are coming out of the Ukraine. Like there is, you know, developers like CD Projekt Red, or um, you know, who are doing The Witcher, uh, 4A, who do, who do do Metro. Like these guys in Eastern Europe are. Really honing their skills now, and get, and making games that are you know good games have come out of Eastern Europe before, but like I'm noticing an influx in quality studios in Poland, quality studios in places like the Ukraine that are making good games, and I applaud them for that. And I think a lot of it has to do, especially with Poland, of the government actually getting involved and in, in trying, much like Canada does, in trying to retain talent and, and giving help them fund perks. It. And stuff, yeah, right? so yeah. I think it's awesome that yeah, like totally. a game like this is coming out. You know, Techland's been around for a long time, and they they made. Call of for instance, you oh know? really? But like, okay. no one uh, really was talking about them. Or ca- I mean, they have dozens of games, but it's really now that they that they have hit, and I think that's really cool. That we, you know, we're used to games coming out of the states. We're used to games coming out of Western Europe. We're used to games coming out of Japan. But we're seeing games come out of South America. We're seeing games come out of Eastern Europe, and I think mm-hmm. that's really neat, in my opinion. Yeah, and they yeah. if they all
1: play like an old school yeah. '80s John Carpenter movie, I'm down because <laughs> that's way, what they sound like. Way more. What
3: have
0: you been playing, Greg?
3: Well, I, want, I almost said timeout a while, while ago because it's something cute in my brain mm. that we can promote here on the Games Cast. Okay. If you're listening to this on the Patreon Friday, yeah. Saturday, or Sunday window, or the Monday breakout on YouTube, I'm streaming The Walking Dead finally. Not finally. Doing it. We're doing it. It's yeah. a Patreon tier or a milestone that we hit where I would mm-hmm. stream seasons one, 400 days, and season two of The Walking Dead in one sitting. My and God. I'm kicking it off Monday, whatever date that would be. 16th, right? Yeah, 16th. Yeah. Monday well, the 16th. Yeah, yeah, 16th. After Colin and Greg Live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny
0: game. So come join me. I'm sure I'll be playing into Tuesday. So here's the crazy thing about this. Right. Is when you said this, you think about those games and it's like, all right, you'll beat the two games and whatever. But like, those are, that's hours upon hours of content. Right. That you're going to have to sit through in one sitting. It's going yeah. to a long time. You're crazy. By 20 hours, so what, I'm, I'm ballparking. So what's probably going to happen here is it's going to go from Colin and Greg Live through these games, yeah. straight to the next Colin and Greg live. Probably. Then maybe there'll be a nap in there, hopefully.
3: Because nice. some of it, like, I know I'm a huge Walking Dead fan, obviously. I know where I'm going with this. By the way, there'll be Walking Dead giveaways if you watch. If there's we have nap. Clementine backpacks. We've signed Robert Kirkman comic books. We have games to give away. If there's a nap involved, can you just put the controller down and nap on camera? Oh, no, I mean the nap between finishing the live stream and going to Colin and Greg live. You do, you do realize
1: that you have two other. This is why you keep me and Tim around. Is that we could potentially fill in for you on call? That is That's,
3: Very true. That's not how. I'm not going to let you come in. <laughs> These are my PlayStation Four saves. These are my Canon Walking no, Dead no, saves. No,
0: no, 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 for Colin of Duty
3: live. live. Oh, you guys can get fucked. I don't want a bad show.
4: Hey!
3: Literally, like, Tim, whoop, you are, whoop, whoop,
4: whoop,
1: whoop, whoop, whoop.
3: He's lifting it. He's
1: lifting it. You weren't here this morning, uh, and you probably weren't listening because I think you're on your way. But they were talking about how. Um, Greg's biggest fear is that he'll die, and we'll have to take over some nah. of his responsibilities, oh, yeah. and it will drive his legend into the ground. Mm-hmm. What so. we
3: said actually is we're t- we're talking about at GDC instead of doing Colin and Greg live from the Patreon office from eleven to twelve thirty, just doing it all day long, mm-hmm. uh, streaming all day long Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of that GDC cool. week, and so we were saying Colin was like, "Oh, you might have to. We don't have to miss GDC panels." And I was like, "No." We got naked Tim. We trust them. Yeah, they can come in and play it. some games. They can talk to some devs. They can do some things. Yeah, we for can. sure. Yeah, maybe Techland will
0: be there. You can I'll come in and talk. That'd be I'd love to talk to them. You were talking about uh, Patreon stuff. Speaking yeah. of Patreon, thank you to all the supporters. Oh, we're gonna we're oh, doing a thank way. yous there for the people. that, it that way. way. That way. All right, That's cool.
3: sexy. Make your note, yeah. Mister Notes. Oh, that you got to give me. Ah, she's this guy's What I've been playing recently? Last weekend, I got sick. Caught Collins cold. It's been going around this house. Cheryl had it at he one point. I think Colin it. got it, and then I got it. Well, it's just the making out train. That's the what happens. virus. Is a big Portillo is the carrier and brings it to everybody. So I got laid up, and here's what happens. Friday, this trailer drops for this game, Persona 5. We watch it several times on Colin and Greg Live. We get super, super excited for it, Colin. Yep. We enjoy what we're seeing. And then I get sick. I'm laid up, and all I can think about is Persona. I went back, and I'm, I'm, I'm not committing to platinuming Persona 4 Golden cuz I did that as my New Year's resolution in 2014 too and it did not happen. <laughs> but I am enjoying Persona 4 Golden again on the Vita in 2015 and I'm just playing it seeing where it's going. Gonna see yeah, what happens with exactly. it. Do I want to platinum it? I don't know. Everybody yeah. knows I already love this game. Teddy Chie, I'm down. I know what's happening with him. This is a game that you guys talk about a lot. Yeah. That I have before, zero
0: reference. Before, you're before so, we're, we're going to get into this. Okay. So let's not get hung up on it now. The second topic is going to be Persona. Oh, okay. Okay. So let's not get
3: hung up on it now. We'll yeah, come back yeah. to it. That's what I've been playing there. Um, still need to play that Game of Thrones. Had a, a mm-hmm. misfire on the install when I tried to stream it that one day. Didn't do it. The Criminal Girls, Criminal Intent, mm. Invite Only. Criminal SVU, been playing that. Greg, gets by Invite But <laughs> again... I, that's trying to hit up on, the, on these JRPG things. And then it's just like, why am I not playing Persona? I should be playing Persona if I'm going to play that at all. So back in the Persona hole, waiting on the order. Evolve. I don't feel the need to jump into Evolve.
2: Yeah, me neither. Me neither.
3: I mean, I'm not a big multiplayer guy, and the problem is I don't have a crew to go do it. And If I did have a crew, why wouldn't I be playing Destiny, which is something I've been trying to get back to forever? But dropping. I have on <laughs> your crew. I haven't. well, I'd like to play Dead, Dying Light with you. Well, we I, we haven't done it. that. We there's a million things going on. I get a headset from you,
1: yeah. or go buy one because I'm you should grown probably you should stop, yeah. Being yeah. A stop being a one. Grown adult. What? That's true. PS4 came with one. You
0: plug it in your control. Little one, yeah. I like,
1: I, the earbuds don't work for me. I gotta get something that like sits on my head. I do the same thing. Nick with Xbox. only
0: uses headsets that are made in the 80s. that no. don't make any point of sense clarification.
1: At all. I only use headsets
0: that look like they were made in the 80s. My, they're horrible. You put, and Alexis Kazambeletis don't make any sense. I cannot. She exclusively mm. uses Virgin America the two dollar like headphones. Yeah, yeah, she
1: uses them for like
0: recreational use. That's so weird. Weird. I use those too.
1: Here's what ha- here's God, what happened. I hate you guys. I cannot put the earbuds. That come with the iPhone that were popularized by the iPhone because really Apple made these things popular. Yeah, no human being would have put them in their ears if Apple hadn't told you to. Those earbuds <laughs> that come so just old. the circle ones, like I'm fine with the ones that are formed to your ear that are like really expensive, like you get a sure head uh, a set of sure headsets yeah. or headphones, or whatever, and you put them in your ear and they feel good. The circle ones just hurt my ear; they give me a headache after like five minutes of being in, and they don't stay in, so I'm constantly like not moving my head. Because if I go like this, one will fall out, and then I miss something that Greg says. And oh, God, like, you know, he he barely talks as is. So, what am I going to do? Like, if I miss that one word, he might not say another thing. He might not open his mouth for another year. Um, So, I have to go out and find a headset that sits on top of my ear, and preferably one that has the cool microphone that sits in front of my mouth so I can pretend like I'm a chopper pilot from Predator. Mm, Okay. That makes sense. You should get that rig headset I
0: use.
3: Tell you that you, rig. I point at you because you use it for recreational editing. Oh, yeah, out there. I like that one. I have that Plantronic rig one that has like a million different attachments. I love that one. Yeah, okay, I'll look into that. Yeah, it's good, very good.
2: Very what about you, pick? Colin? Uh, Dying Light, and uh, I've been playing as of yesterday's um, Super Stardust Ultra on PlayStation mm. Four. Uh, ju- I just absolutely adore Stardust, and I think that um, it's just it's just such an immaculate game. Like I, I was going back and playing it again. And these games haven't changed, right? Like. Super Stardust HD on PS3 is the same game essentially as Super Stardust Delta on Vita, which is the same game as Super Stardust Ultra on PS4. It's just there there are more modes. That's basically it. But the the gameplay is the same, and it's just again a masterclass in gameplay. That's it. You know, and this is, this is the game like Resogun, right? It's Resogun, but instead of being on a cylinder, it's on a sphere, and okay. so. And it's a little—it's way more chaotic. I think the game's way harder than Resogun. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a high score chasing dual stick shooter from from Housemark. I actually think Housemark uh, shipped this one out to another studio, which is weird, and I don't think they were really talking about that. Uh, their their logo is the, when you turn on the game. I don't remember the studio's logo, but it has another studio's logo, and then it says like "inspired by Housemark." Interesting. Like, mm-hmm. All right, uh, they're working on Alienation, obviously. So, which is another fucking game that I cannot—I can't fucking wait to play that game. Um, but I think Housemark, and I've said it before, and, and Greg knows on podcast beyond the single most underrated developer in the entire industry. The single most underrated developer. You know, they make only great games. It's not even that they only make good games; they only make great games. And yeah. think about it, like Stardust, Dead Nation, oh, Outland, yeah. uh, Rezogun. Gun. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Those, those, those are all nine pluses. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Stardust and gun are, frankly, a really approaching like masterpiece status in my mind in terms of gameplay. Like they, I don't know what the fuck's in the water over there in Finland, but like <laughs> they, they, you know, really nice guys over there make great, great games. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Super Stardust Ultra, I highly recommend the game. Um, it's just fun to, to, to high score chase and and really master it. And it really is. I, I like people think Gun's Platinum is difficult. It really was. It wasn't for me. I don't think that game's really hard. I think it's hard to be a master at it, but. Uh, Stardust I think is legit hard And um, Takes more practice Because there's more planes of field If you're playing on a sphere As opposed to a cylinder Mm -hmm. You're not going left and right You're going like over and under Um, So that's a really special game So I've been playing that And I'm trying to get through Costume Quest 2 as well It was really cheap uh, During the flash sale Yeah so I got to play three bucks and I've been playing it on remote play on my Vita um, it's, uh, it's a cool game so I'm concentrating on those I'd really like to get through, through Dying Light and just get it the fuck off my plate um, mm-hmm. the order is coming out we should get the order by the time people hear this We or unless they're patrons by the time we actually maybe even the patrons we should get the game in the next day or two um, and I'm really really excited to play it I'm super interested to play it mm-hmm. um, how it's... many hours do you end to Dying Light? <sighs> 20? God, it's such a long hill to climb. But I'm—you have to understand the way I play games, man. It's like I'm very, You're very I don't meticulous, very shit about side
1: quests. If it's not a side quest that can give me something very like useful to the game, the core gameplay, I don't
2: care about it. Oh, I'm very meticulous. Like I'll—I'll I'll, like, I'll bang up all—I'll bang out all that's the side, side quests available before I go on to the next quest. Really? Like every yeah. time. That's the way I play. I,
0: you want the most most out, out of that game? Yeah, crazy.
2: It's not even about trophies. Like that's how I play any role playing game. It's, it's like tr- the same way in Final Fantasy VI, for instance, right? Like there are no trophies in that game. After you know you checked off a box in terms of the story, I would go back. I would get on the airship on the blackjack, and go back to every town when I played it and talk to everyone again. Every and make sure, town. Yep, and make sure that there okay, were no you're side a quests. Yeah, to make sure that nothing popped. Because <laughs> every once in a while, something pops. And then you that's like no excessive. and then it, it, and that's how you that and that's how you play a role playing game. See, God. here's here's my problem with that. And this is again
1: why I it's hard for me to get into gaming, is because I'm actually interested in the story of Dying Light. I like where you're at. It's a cool environment they've created, it's a cool world. It's a cool. physical cool. town. Haran there, fictional, fictional town of Haran. Um and I'm I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. I'm I, I'm kind of pinning against these sides. I gotta figure out where these two these two rival sort of organizations land and who stole this file and all that stuff. Then I start going after side quests and someone's like, hey. Hey dude, come here. And you're like, "What's up, dog?" And he's like, "Hey, me and my family want to get out of Haran. Steal me a gun, and I'll tell you where this is cool like pawn shop that no one's seen." I'm like, I don't care about this. this. I don't give a shit about you and your family." Oh, I did that. I did that. Or, I'm, gonna, I, oh, I'm gonna have to ask you how to beat it because I can't find the dude. Or I can't find the gun. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just I don't care about that stuff. It, it, if it detracts me. Uh, if it tracks too much from the main story, if it takes me away from the main story too long, I get bored and I forget what happened. It was the problem with me and Mass
3: Effect is I was like, I don't know what the story of Mass Effect two is. I don't know if a lot of people could Suicide s- Squad. You're assembling them to go out on, on a suicide mission to take care of the business. Sure, take care of who. I can't the remember. The giant baby. Right, whatever. It
1: doesn't like that was I was I played that game for so long. I mined so many damn planets that I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. I can't remember who the bad guy is. Honestly, my armor is dope, it's carbon fiber, no big deal. That's really all that I care about. It's all visual at this point.
2: That's interesting. Yeah.
1: It's too hard for me. I like I like story in games. I think it's a huge, huge, huge uh, problem for me to have to play a game over 40 hours when the story really is only... could probably get done in like five
0: hours. So hmm. that's where I'm at. Tim, yes. what are you playing? So for me... The, the new Game of Thrones. I haven't played it yet. I downloaded it. These Telltale things, like I've said before, <laughs> this is my first experience with a Telltale game. I love the first one. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I'm not used to their, their release schedule. Yeah. So like the second one just fucking came out of nowhere. And That's the way like, it goes. Yeah. yeah. And that, that to me was like, oh shit, I'm not even prepared for this. Like I wasn't I wasn't even like waiting for it. and It just happened. Yeah. So now I feel like I need to like make time to actually play it. So I gotcha. haven't done that yet. But... I picked up Pokemon X again. Oh, I beat it. I don't know why, but like a couple nights ago, I was like, I'm just going to fucking play, play it through a little bit. So I, I, played, I put a couple hours in. Totally shouldn't have. That was yeah. a waste of time. But what's not a waste of time <laughs> is that all of you letting me know how to cheat the damn microtransaction bullshit in Pagel Blast. So thank you for that. What do we have to. Do? Last week, we had the microtransaction. Yeah. or two weeks ago, we had the microtransaction. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're fucking everything up. If you just uh, hard quit the whole app in between the, the matches, it just resets your lives. Oh, nice. And I'm just like, oh. God, yeah, and now it's kind of annoying because it's like every time I, I fuck up, I need to like hard quit. Hard quit, yeah. It takes another fifteen seconds, and then I'm right back in there mm. every night before I sleep. I, I can't sleep until I just you know blast out some pegs. Yeah, I've so been there. Hey, brother, blasted when I was single, addictive thing. You and me, we would have blasted out some pegs. Yeah, together. we would blast, have, but I got a wife. Roll, I got to pay attention good. to her and all that shit.
1: So yeah, yeah that's what it is. the Game of Thrones game is that official canon? Yep. Did we, do they? Well, it's for the show. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But it's like side stories, right? It's not the. It's actual the. It's the, that? So it's the House Forester. What's that? Which one's exactly? Just, no, you it's don't know the them. They're mentioned in the books, but show. they're not shown on the show or anything. Uh, but it okay. involves characters from the show, voiced by their show. Kind you would of like them. it a lot, Nick.
1: Okay, uh, maybe I'll get that better shot. I gave up on Grim Fandango. I gave up on. I figured it. you would. I'm like, this is it's too much. I'm basically just reading how to play every single aspect of this game. It's not, it's not fun. Hard to you go know. back, man. It's, it's hard you can appreciate
3: to old games, but going back to them is hard, I think. And it's hard. It is hard. Book club. Book video club. game. Book club. Did we mention that this month's book club game is Castlevania Symphony of the Night, by the way? No, we have not. We just did. Mm. Everybody play it.
0: Colin will be leading the discussion in March. Yeah, that's exciting. I Actually, I might get in on that. I've never played that game. Like, that's one of the ones that I, I know everyone fucking loves. Super Metroid, love that game. One of my favorites of all time. And I know that Symphony is, like, kind of the next iteration of Yeah, it. Super
2: Metroid begot Symphony of the Night. I mean, I, I don't think it's too bold to say Symphony of the Night is way better than Super Metroid 2. I'd be, I'd be really interested to see, because Super Metroid is a good game, right? It's a great game. It's an, an influential game. Right place, right time. 1994, Super Nintendo, kind of a late game. Um, we were waiting since Super... You know, since Metroid 2 on Game Boy to get another continuation of Samus and her story. And uh, so it was delivered... Um, but the gameplay is rigid in that game, and and frankly, I went back and played on my DS, my three DS uh, Metroid, the original Metroid, which is a game I love. Um, and that game is hard as hell, and I, I was I was actually joking around. I'm like, I don't remember being this bad at this game um, when I was a kid. But in that ga- in that game too, the gameplay is rigid. The the beautiful thing about playing as Alcard in Castlevania or Maria in Castlevania if you play it on Saturn is that it's fucking perfect. Like it's just, it's just it's just it's just it's just it's arcadey and it doesn't feel like we were playing Castlevania for instance on on YouTube.com/slash kind of funny games and uh, that game's stiff Castlevania feels a certain way you get hit you once you're in the air you're in the air yeah. when you get hit you know you're probably gonna get pushed back into a pit the game is designed in such a way Alucard doesn't feel like that so it feels more like a quick moving arcade game and it is a role playing game so. Um, that game is super special. I'd be super interested to hear. I think that's one of the best games of all time, easily. Is and it available
0: it, on Vita? It is. It is. PlayStation 1 yeah. Classic. Yeah, PS1.
2: Mm-hmm. It's okay. on It's on Xbox 360, PS1, well, PSX, obviously, PS1 Classic, so PS3 and Vita, and then it is also, And as someone reminded me, because I was stupid and I just mentioned it, it's on Saturn. Yeah. Um, obviously, you're not going to be able to get the Saturn version of the game, probably, but... Um, but if you're
0: still kicking around, your Saturn. Yeah, it's on PSP also, right? Yep, it is what on is PSP.
2: A- you should be able to play the PS1 Classic on your PSP, and... Uh, it's unlockable in Castlevania Chronicles. All right, or Dracula Chronicles. That. that sounds good. It's a oh my god, the game that game. If we want to talk about you know review scores, I think we're gonna talk about that in a little bit too. Uh, which I don't believe in, but that game is pretty close to having nothing wrong with it, as far as I'm concerned. You know, definitely top five, hmm. probably of all time.
0: Very very interesting. Yeah. Speaking of fives. Persona 5. Ah! Samway. Yeah, no, so we saw a trailer last week, and uh, the internet flipped the fuck out. Yeah, with good reason. Persona's awesome. Video game people are like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. Did you see the cat that turns into a cartoon cat and helps you
3: on your journey? Come on, folks. So, yeah, I did see that there was a cat. You see the shadow jumping around the wall, you see jumping from chandelier to chandelier. Come on, Tuxedo mask is involved? Yes. Somewhat. Some, he yeah. looks like
0: it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, it's I watched this trailer, and I don't know what the fuck's going on. You know, I've been around you guys long enough to know that people like Persona. Yeah. You know, we've we've met a couple of the voice actors and actresses. Of, Aaron Fitzgerald, uh, what up? Exactly. Troy Baker. Um, this is an important game. Specifically Series. to the Vita. Like, I, I would think. Sure, Persona, Persona 4, 4 right? Golden was incredibly important You guys to are all Vita. talking about Andrew Goldfarb's always like, he won't shut the fuck up. There's yeah. all these Stimer, things too, right? Yeah, Platinum yes. Club, yeah. Why is Persona so important? I don't know anything about it. What the fuck is a Shin Megami Tensei? Educate me, Colin.
2: You want me to do it? Uh, So, uh, Persona's important because, and and we've talked about this a little bit on Colin and Greg Live, and I think that the most, the most proper way to put it is that right now, in Japanese role-playing games, there is a vacuum. Because Final Fantasy sucks, and Dragon Quest is now an MMO for some reason. So, you know, Dragon Quest X is an MMO, mm-hmm. and Final Fantasy Thirteen is just a rampant disappointment, right? Mm-hmm. Final, the three Final Fantasy XIII, like, I know some people like those games, most people don't, and the sales showed for those three games that they are getting worse and worse, um, and so there's a huge vacuum. So Dragon Quest is in this weird space. Now, I'm sure Dragon Quest XI will be a regular Japanese role-playing game, God willing, uh, and I'm sure Final Fantasy XV is going to try to rectify the situation, and Final Fantasy Fourteen obviously, is an MMO, and they're doing very well. So this leaves a vacuum for that kind of player, because unless you're into, like, Compile Heart games or Idea Factory or these random Japanese role-playing studios, which a lot of people aren't, or Spike Chunsoft or whatever, which make Danganronpa, which isn't a role-playing game, but then you really don't have much to play with the exception of Tails, and I think Tails is the only Japanese role-playing series right now that comes out almost on a yearly basis that uh, is doing exceptional, and and the games are exceptional. Tails is hysteria. Just launched in Japan, um, and it sold like 400,000 copies in its first week, which is extraordinary considering no one is buying console games there anymore. So there, with this vacuum comes the height and the rising of Persona. And anyone who's attached to Japanese, that knows Japanese gaming like I do and has been there and has seen it and heard about it and read about it knows how fucking huge it's becoming and i think that
3: everywhere personas everywhere every shop we went into for last year when i was the no so whatever 2013 when i went to japan with uh, scott and christine and everybody like every shop that had gaming stuff in it had persona stuff whether it be and i mean i'm talking like their walmart version right the, like, mm-hmm. their, their stores had like plush teddies and then you'd go and you'd find the little uh different the, the actual personas for the characters which i know means nothing to you but i mean is it like
1: pokemon s yeah let's almost. back up for a second because you guys keep saying this like I, like Tim and I have any point of reference on
2: this whatsoever. Talk to me like I'm a I'm a three year old that's never played a game before. What is Persona? So Persona is a Japanese role playing series that began on PS1, mm-hmm. um, and it's by Atlas. So the 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 they're now owned by Sega, but Persona Team is the developer that makes these, so they're okay. internal developer. They also made Catherine. So, okay. um, is it like Catherine? Is that visual same as visual style? Or it looks it like it now. Okay, uh, I think you would agree with that. Yep. That that in Persona Five, the trailer looks very. It Catherine. looks very much like Catherine. Okay, um, which is great. But you know, Greg as a Persona Four fan, might be able to get more into the nitty gritty. But I mean, the easiest
3: way to talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. Is I mean, from just a gameplay mm-hmm. mechanic, mm-hmm. it is similar to Pokemon. Instead of, but it, like, instead of having your Pokemans and their Pokeballs or whatever, you have basically Personas on cards or whatever that you, you throw in front of you that you then use to fight battles with. And this is Persona 4, obviously, as you go back. Persona 3, if you ask Card me, persona, you summon your Persona to fight for you, right? Persona 3 was the fucking best because what they did is br- pulled out spirit guns and shot themselves in the head. And then the Persona would come out and fucking fight for them. And I was like, yes. And so now when uh, your guy throws the card in front of him in Persona for you're like, wow, not, not nearly as, as cool quarters. as shooting yourself right, in the right, head. Cool. So
0: that's that's the, the gameplay. Mm-hmm. You and I have a this, very different definition of cool. But I mean, it was just badass. I'm cool. just like, oh, you want to fuck with me? Boom. So that's the, the franchise, call. what is Shin Megami Tensei then? Is that like a... The, is it the equivalent of like Final Fantasy and then there's all the different Final Fantasy games? Yeah, I
2: don't know the exact translation of Shin Megami Tensei, but there are other Shin Megami Tensei exactly. non Persona games that I think take place in this. So they're like De- Devil Summoner on PS2 and stuff like that. I think it's the overarching series and the Persona is one branch of it. Okay. So there's like other branches and you can, people that are curious in, in, in Shin Megami or SMT games um, can go on P- PSN because Atlas has made many of them available as PS1 yeah. and PS2 classics. So. Um, you can go download and try them for five or ten bucks a piece, depending on, on which one you get. So, I think that Persona is just the main line Shin Megami Tensei series.
0: Okay. And, and mean, is Persona- that because of the popularity of it that it became the main line, or was that always kind of the intention? No,
2: I think that the first Shin Megami Tensei game was Persona. So, I, I don't know if there was, and I think that was a PS1 game. So, I don't think um, there was spinoffs until after that, but I could be wrong. So, I am certainly not a scholar on Shin Megami Tensei.
0: So, there was Persona 1, 2, 3, and 4. 4 was on PS2 right correct and was it a big deal then
2: to jrpg nerds
0: it was
3: that like for me it was you know i was working there at the time jeff haynes was reviewing it it came out on playstation 2 and jeff was our jrpg guy like he loved him loved him loved him and he had got me started on persona 3 and then persona 3 when it came to psp i I reviewed it because uh, for the fez edition or whatever just because i was up or pez whatever i was up to date on it and knew what it was at that point but yeah when it came out it was a big deal with JRPG nerds but it wasn't like it is now like Mm -hmm. we're talking earlier with Dying Light and Dying Light coming along at the right time being the right kind of thing Vita Momentum had pretty much Fallen off. There were no big titles, and then Persona 4 Golden is the one that came out and was like, "Here is a 100-hour game." You know what I mean? Here's this giant, giant RPG to play and replay. Like, you know what I mean? You beat it once, and you go back. You, there's a very specific sequence you need to do to get to the true ending. Let alone get to the true epilogue to do all these different things. Like, there's so much game there, and there's so much, so many side quests and so many different things to branch off and go do that. It hit at a time when people were like man, I bought this video and what am I going to do with it? Mm-hmm. And not only did it hit in a sense that it was like, all right, great, the JRPG mechanics are great. People loved it for the story and the characters, right? Like, this version and the performances of, you know, Aaron Fitzgerald, uh, Troy Baker, like we were talking about before, right? Like, you come to love these characters and they drop in the anime cutscenes here and there, but way too sparingly. I wish there was a lot more of them. But you get dropped into this world where you are going through and doing these different things. And, you know, because it is this weird mashup of, you have the okay we're going into the television world to fight these shadows like this is what's up they you know they're taking over our town we're trying to solve this murder mystery however we're also going to school we also need to pick what girlfriend we're going to have. We also need to make dinner or make lunch, bento box Nick, lunches. This sounds good. Bring them out. Like, like there's a, girlfriend. and then yeah. like you're yeah. rewarded by what you do. So like you do who you, after school you choose who you want to hang out with and not even go fight the bad guys. That ups your social rank with then makes your persona stronger, which then mm-hmm. unlock you know there's all these weird thing not weird, but like all these mechanics to it that if you fall down the hole you're just gonna keep tumbling you know what I mean and that's what everybody you talk to who's crazy about it like when you talk to Christine when you talk to Alexa when you talk to Mitch like these are people who started playing it and then 60 hours was gone it's a a weekend where all they did was play. Colin always tells the story of when Christine got hooked when she would not stop playing and we went to Hard Knocks for like roommate dinner and she brought it with her and was just sitting there playing in the car at the table doing all these different things and it's just it's one of those games that once its hooks are in you, it's so hard to let go of. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like here's you play through this game, right? And you when you go into the T V world, obviously you're doing different equipment, you're using different weapons, you're unlocking, buying things as you go. You can unlock a knockoff version of the Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. So you are all dressed as Power Rangers in different colors. Obviously, I want that. Obviously. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. It's a game that has all these different ways to get you totally lost and addicted to it. Yeah. Whether it is like who am I going to romance or what am I going to do after school or how do I get that fox to like me or how do I catch that fish? How do you or do the
0: fox to like you?
3: Yeah. Where's, uh, I, there's this dumb dog I'm supposed to get. I know he likes meat. How do I get him back to his owner? There's all uh, these different things to uh, it.
0: All right. So my other question on this is Persona 4 was then – was on PS2, was later released on Vita, and that made it an even bigger deal to... That, I really
3: think, knocked it into the Western mindset outside of just JRPG nerds. Because, again, I didn't know anything about Persona until I came to IGN. Persona 4 or Persona 3 gets handed to me by Jeff or whatever. You need to play this. And then Mm -hmm. Persona 4 came... I I think I just finished... Persona 3 I was late to it Persona 4 He started playing I wasn't ready to jump into it dah, 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 dah. Then it came to PSP Not as big a deal But people are starting to wake up To the fact that it's cool
0: Do you need to play 3 To play 4 Or no. 1 or 2 No Is this it like is... Final Fantasy yes. That everyone is a new Completely new The story? one thing is Igor
2: He's in If you in the, in the trailer so it's like Sid Sure Is it like Sid it sounds like it, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not familiar enough to know, but yeah, I know that. The, I know that character. He's the guy like the in the Velvet
3: man. Room. He's the guy with the hook nose. He looks all devious. He's in the Persona Five trailer. Mm-hmm. He's like your conduit every time to like. He's
2: like the Crypt Keeper. Got if it. there's gonna be a Persona st- story, he's involved with it, telling you how to use your Persona. And Sid is what 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 uh, Tim's talking about is in most Final Fantasy, not most, I guess, but a lot. So like four and seven, for instance, is always a is a character, it's a different character. And the new one Sid's a woman in Final Fantasy 15. Um, gotcha. So it's just like there's always just like character there's always named a, Sid. a character. Okay, named
3: Sid. okay, I got I and then they only come together for like Persona 4 Arena or the Persona 4 Dance or Persona Dancing Game or Persona, o- you know what I mean? Like they uh, do like, okay. they have, the it's, Smash Bros. Of Persona. they have so much cool shit in the Persona universe that
2: that's how they can bring it together. Yeah, Arc System cool Works I think is the one that makes the Persona fighting games which people fucking love. I can't wait for this dancing game. And then, and they're making a, a game called Dancing All Night which is a Vita exclusive game. Dancing All Night. Yeah. Yep.
0: Cool. Rhythm game, right? Yep. Yeah, I can't wait. Okay, so when we say that this game was big on Vita, how big was it? Sold almost a million copies on Vita. A million copies on Vita. Is insane for yep. Vita. Yeah,
2: yeah. How many Vitas are sold? Maybe Ish. maybe ten to twelve million. they Sony doesn't say much. The attach rate's huge, it's probably ten percent plus. That is insane. Um, and it's sold almost a million copies on PS2. So so the game so the game's about probably a little south of two million worldwide total. Digital PS two, retail PS two, obviously. Digital PS2, of course, on PS3. And then um, and then the Vita version retail and digital.
0: Alright, so then Persona 5 is now coming out on, it was originally announced on PS3, now it's also announced on PS4. Yep. Not announced for Vita yet. It won't come. It won't and come. You, don't it, think it's you going can't to run, you can't don't run think out on the Vita. Okay. Are you excited for this, Colin?
2: I am. I mean, that's what makes me want to go back and play Persona, because my whole thing was always with Persona 4, was that I know the game's great. I trust everyone that tells me the game's great. And I'm also a big JRPG fan. Um, it's just that- And a Vita fan. And I'm a huge Vita fan. I wanted to, I really did want to say Vita, assuming that it was going to die much quicker than it has been dying. Uh, as the last game I play on it, but I cannot wait any longer. What I'm most interested in is that I think this is the game that reaches critical mass where Persona reaches the mainstream. You're saying Persona Five is the Persona game. Five, yeah. yeah. Like uh, it's obvious to me that is the game is the Final Fantasy Seven. It could be. I don't think it's to be the biggest Final Fantasy. VII. Yeah. Final Fantasy Seven was a cultural phenomenon that it did open JRPGs up as a genre to the mm-hmm. to the masses, which some people liked and some people didn't. Right. Final Fantasy Seven is overrated in a sense because it's not. It's not the game I would have wanted people to play to get into JRPGs that said it is a fantastic game. Um, but with Persona it, it all comes back to what I'm saying about the vacuum, right? That's created. The reason that a game like Tales of Exilia comes out and does really well or Nino Kuni is because no one has any JRPGs of a good quality to play. And I don't care what people out there say about, you know, certain certain Japanese role-playing games that come out that they really like. A game like um, a game, you know, a lot of the games coming out of certain publishers whether or not you like them or not are not of the quality of Nino Kuni for instance right like the, like NIS or Compile Heart or whatever are not releasing and are not releasing Nino Kuni quality games you know so you only get a game like Tails or a game like Nino Kuni or something every so often and people buy them because that's what they want it's clear they want them and back yeah. in the SNES and PlayStation 1 eras we had many of those It was a glut Like, many, 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 many scores, even, between those two systems of good Japanese role-playing games. You do not have that anymore, right? Nino Kuni is by far the best Japanese role-playing game of the PlayStation 3 era, by far. You know? So, to me, Persona 5 is coming out at the right time. Assuming it comes out, I don't think it's going to come out this year, but assuming maybe it comes out this year or maybe by mid-next year, um, the game's going to sell millions of copies. Like, I'm telling you, the game's going to sell millions of copies. And the reason it's on PlayStation 4 is to appeal to the Western audience, which lets me know that Atlas is cognizant that they have to make this game available for a Western audience that is becoming hungry and insatiable for Persona. Meanwhile, the PlayStation 3 iteration will exist for its domestic market, where it's going to sell one plus million units in its first day, probably, on the market. Nonetheless, um, more than that. And and again, I was talking about Tales of hysteria. A Tales game comes out every year to 18 months, and it's still sold 400,000 copies, right, in its first week. Persona hasn't come out since 2008, right? So it's almost like the Grand Theft Auto of the Japanese role-playing games, where there's anticipation and people are waiting. Persona 5 is going to is going to sell, like, fucking gangbusters. I'm telling you that that... Like, I think a lot of people, like, doubt it or whatever. Persona 4's numbers are going to get destroyed by Persona 5's. I, I can't imagine it going any other way. There are people that are authentically excited about this game all over the world. You
3: know? And You saw it on our Twitter feed, it right? It was people trending worldwide. People who never world talked about worldwide. Persona 3 or Persona 4 before Golden. Now we're talking about it. It was trending it's world a different worldwide, different world, dude. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, like, you see it now that, like, there is... A knowledge base for it and part of that is the fact that you had hardcore Vita players or not even hard people bought Vita right who are hardcore gamers quote unquote and then when this game came around it's like well I have nothing else to play so I'll play this and see oh my god it's great and then even if you didn't play it you hear people you respect and trust saying how great it is. Now it comes to a platform you have that, again, right now you're desperate to play things on. Yeah, yeah you're going to be great. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah,
2: the timing is going to be everything, I think, with this game. Like, I don't know. It's unclear what the nature of the game is in terms of how complete it is. Because Catherine came out in 2011, I think. That was the same studio. And they made that game after Persona 4 to take a break. And, now, and then they moved on. So assuming the game has been in development for maybe four years, including pre-production the game should be close to finish, And we were reading a, a letter from the director and producer over in Japan. He wrote to the fans being like, I hope you like what, what you saw and stuff like that. And what I ke- began to appreciate is the immense amount of pressure the studio is under. Yeah. Because um, Persona 4, to a lot of people, is so immaculate that, that they... Like, I cannot fathom the kind of pressure they're on because it's the antithesis of what's going on with Square Enix right now, where, with Final Fantasy 15, where it's like, just make a game better than Final Fantasy 13, which sh- shouldn't be hard, and you're on the right path. With Persona 5, it's like, make a game better than Persona 4. Yeah. And to a lot of people, I don't have any context for it, but to a lot of people, I think that's going to be hard. But I think that they can do it. I think what's going to be really interesting with this game is how it resonates in the West, which I think it's going to resonate very much. And that it seems like Atlus and Sega is smart enough to know... We need to have that. We need to proliferate this on all PlayStation platforms. So it it's still a PlayStation exclusive, but it's it's a game that is going to reach its audience in Japan on PS3 and in the West on PS4. And I think that that's going to be really, really important for them um, because it's not going to be stuck on PS2. Remember, the game came out on PS2 in 2008, right? So in Japan and in the West, which is insane, mm-hmm. and it still sold almost a million copies. So imagine if that game came out on PS3 in 2011. You know, or something like that and around when Catherine came out, and Catherine sold very well too. So, I just, I'm really interested commercially to see how this game does, but I do appreciate the crushing weight that the studio must be under to deliver. And I think that's why they're quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why they finally are showing the trailer now and showing gameplay for the first time. And the game looks fucking awesome. You know, like the the art style in the game looks beautiful. Yeah, that's cool. um, the systems look really dynamic and cool. And obviously, the story is quirky and eerie. So, um, so I'm super interested to hear, it. but I, I think people that are doubting that this game is going to sell millions of copies. I mean, I, crazy. I, I think I'd be shocked if it didn't. I'd be yeah. absolutely astonished. It's going He'll to sell. Eat that shirt, if it doesn't, it's going. It's, I mean, it's it's going to clear a million copies in Japan by itself. So it's a matter of like what what it will do in the West. Yeah. It all depends when they
3: release it. I think. Yeah. Back to this, right? If you put it up against Uncharted 4, you're gonna have tro- trouble, trouble,
0: yeah. trouble. I get the business side of it, but do you think that it not being on Vita is an issue specifically since so many people first experienced Persona no. on Vita?
2: No, I don't think so. I think that people. I think it's the opposite. I think that if Persona 4 Golden came out on PS3 and Xbox 360, it would have sold millions of copies. I think the fact that it was like locked on PS Vita meant that some people, maybe hundreds of thousands of people, went out and bought a Vita for it, but I think that many more people didn't play it because they don't want to buy Vita.
3: Yeah. It, I, it, it, I think it planted a seed. It planted a seed and it grew with people who had never played Persona 4 who are now talking about how great Persona is. So everyone knows Persona 4 is g- great. And most people... Say that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Twitch was yelling at us when we were talking about Persona too long, right? But majority of people who don't have any interest in JRPGs at least know Persona's awesome. So, I don't have to worry about it, right? And now, it's just like uh, a couple years ago, GDC, Brudvig when he was still working at EDAR, did a speech about how review scores don't really matter in terms of what you get. It matters in terms of like, people knowing your game exists. So that even market research shows that even if GameX gets a horrible review score and people see it in there, they, ha- they make a connection to buy that over a game that they've never heard of that maybe is a 10. Same thing here. Persona now means something. That name means something in the West. And I think that's a great move for bringing out your next one, your big one, and showing it off.
0: So besides that, though, just, like, gameplay-wise, though, do you, don't do you think that it loses something that Steimer can't just take it with her wherever she goes? Like, isn't it that addictive quality? Because, like, for me, with Pokemon, that was the thing is the fact that I could take it anywhere. Sure. And you could never stop playing. You can always do a little bit more. Like, it's, to me, from what I understand of people with Persona, you I watch them play, and they're just, like, they just need that thing. And it's an airport game, and it's uh, all that stuff.
3: Sure, and that's, but that was one of those things that, let's keep it in timeline context, Right. That originally started as a PlayStation 2 console game that captured hearts and minds. And then it just moved to a platform that was portable. And Persona 4 Golden on Vita gets away with a lot of shit that if it was trying to be on PS3 or PS4, people would be like, Graphics suck. Why is this? Why isn't there more voice acting? Dot you know, down on down mm-hmm. the line. Just watching the trailer for Persona 5, I was it was I told Colin about it, I think on the show, i was just like, I never thought about it. I never thought about what Persona was going to look like on as current gen experience. as a console thing, right? Because yeah. uh, my experiences were PS2, which was basic to begin with, and then PSP, and then Vita. Mm-hmm, so I mean, like, those are like I'm always playing it on a system that isn't top of the line mm-hmm. to see, like we were talking about, tux- tux- Tuxedo Face jumping around, how good the anime looked. The I, I keep talking about it, the over- the top down look at like the Catherine table. Like I still think you know, like that them at the table to me is very clearly them at the status screen right before you go into wherever your dungeons are right mm-hmm. you gather everybody together before you go out in your quest and, and like for me in Persona 4 Golden the game I've put however thousands of hours into is just them statically sitting around like this right In like a little bit of motion like this and looking like PS2 Vita characters yeah. you know what I mean to see it up there and have them be in living and breathing it's like holy fuck you know what I mean like I didn't think about that this isn't gonna throw me off in terms of like Oh, man, I can't take it with me. It's going to throw me off in the way of, no, I'm not going out. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, when that game comes in, like, fucking figure out how you're doing all these shows and setting up your own live streams. Because if we're embargoed, I'm playing in the dark. You know what I mean? I'm just going to sit there and go crazy. And that's like, it'll be lights off experience because it's already showing me that it's moving towards that, like I always talk about it, an experience level of looking good, playing well, and telling me a story. Telling me a story outside of just reading text bubbles over and over and over yeah. again and, like, trying to fill in some of the gaps in what I imagine Chie and, you know, my guy are interacting like. I want to see all that, and if that's what
2: they can give me, yeah.
0: Well, that and sounds... Very
2: excited, Tim. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's it's worth being excited, again, because the genre just has not been given the due it's needed to be given from the studios that need to be giving it its due. Bandai Namco mm-hmm. is doing an admirable job with the Tales series again. We get, we get these one-offs like Nino Cooney, which is also from Bandai Namco, and remember that Nino Cooney on PS3 sold over a million copies. Yeah. So it's not like, and just in the, and I believe just in the West, you know. I remember when on MPD, the month after it came out, it would have charted if, if same thing with Tales of Exilia if it wasn't if it was a by a skew by skew basis, which is fucking insane. You know, yeah. like that, like that, like for a game like that. Mm-hmm. So the appetite is there, and I think that what's important for them is to take their time. It seems like they're going to be able to take their time. I think Atlas and their parent company Sega knows that it's they need to take their time. And if it's going to take two more years to make the game, then just take two more years to make the fucking game. The thing that's going to be painful for I think people like Greg, especially, is the game is going to come out in Japan first. Yeah. So like, I don't think that's why I've been learning Japanese. Yeah, Konnichiwa. The the game. Sumimasen. It, it's it's sad. Like the I think I don't think it's going to be this huge gap. I remember I think Persona Four came out in July 2008 in Japan and then November 2008 or something like that in Sounds or December right-ish. maybe in 2008 in the United States. So I don't think it's going to be more That's than a few months. Bad. But that is that, their, the that market was, is their priority.
3: What was the golden uh, uh, gap? Because I remember when Aram came by to show to us the first time from Atlas, he, it was all in Japanese, and he had to explain what was happening. Yeah, I don't,
2: I don't remember. What, I don't think it was
3: ridiculous, though, because no, I, I don't think sales figures. Like, I want to say spring, and then it was fall. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I
2: think it'll be about a six-month wait. But I think the game comes out. It's going to come out first in Japan. It's just something that people are going to have to deal with. It would be awesome, and I think forward-thinking if that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's the way it's going day to be. Day and yeah. date worldwide. Um, yeah, that That'd would be, be awesome. awesome. But I don't think that I don't think that's going to happen. I think it would be very forward-thinking to yeah. do it that way. But yeah, man, keep an eye out on this game. I think that this is what people want. And what I'm really excited about with this game is that it's going to up the ante in a substantial, not only critical way, but a commercial way, where other Japanese role-playing houses and publishers are going to understand what they need to do, mm-hmm. you know? And it seems like maybe Square's learning that with Final Fantasy 15. Hopefully they learn that with whatever Dragon Quest 11 is. There are other studios laying in wait making their games. And this game looks like it's going to up the production ante and the gameplay ante in such a way. And hype the hype ante. Thank where you. I think that everyone's going to benefit from it. Yeah. Ultimately. Because they're going to realize that you can't release these games that look like PS2 games. That have derivative characters that are literally getting threes and fours from websites. Mm-hmm. That are selling only to 40 or 50,000 people when you can make a game like this. Yeah. And, and sell millions of copies. Mm-hmm. So that's, I'm actually more intrinsically, I'm, I'm excited to play the game, but I am really interested to see how it resonates yeah. you know, and how it does. Because I'll be shocked if it doesn't outpace Persona Replacing Teddy with quickly. a cat is probably a good move. Yeah, people like cats, people like cats a
0: lot. People like cats lot. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cats are Other things people like a lot, Bethesda. No! People really, really like Bethesda. Now, Bethesda announced something a little crazy this week. That they're going to have their own press conference at E3. Yeah. We talked a little bit about this over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. We had a a reacts video. We're talking a little more about it now. Yeah, and you you guys talked about it and talked about what you thought was going to be there. Let's do a quick recap on that. What do you you guys think is going to be announced there?
3: Make a note on your phone so I know how to edit this. God, you're bad at being a host.
0: What do you mean? Jeez Louise. what What? What do I need to make a note of?
3: The break. Oh, no, I got that. Sure you I do. This guy doesn't know what he's doing, God, ladies and gentlemen. Silly. Episode 7, it shows. Uh, Fallout 4, of course. Yeah,
2: that's a lock, I would say.
3: It's lock of the week.
2: That's got to be. I mean, that's got to be. It's. I mean, you imagine. I'd be shocked. Everyone would be. Can you imagine the fucking fury that would happen if on the they, internet, don't if they don't announce Fallout 4. It? They are not stupid. I'll they're, burn they're
3: not, that place. To, I'll burn Hollywood to the ground. They're going to announce the Hollywood. You're going to burn entire it's city down to down. the ground. Yeah. And it's not even
1: happening in Hollywood. It is. Yeah, it is oh that's where they, that's where they're having their, their press, press conference press conference yeah
3: burn it to the ground thank burn it to the ground thank you burn yeah no yeah. that's the thing is like what a cock tease if this isn't Persona oh, it, it, I'm sorry it, if this isn't Fallout it
2: is, it's gonna be other things but it it, it, it is fall, I mean they're not stupid mm-hmm. this is the first time they've ever done this and they're not gonna do it to be like oh uh, doom so, and
3: this is another thing <laughs> like the
2: Persona thing we're talking about is that
3: Fallout is an event yeah. Fallout is a thing. You throw your own press conference for this kind of exactly.
0: game. Exactly. And I think that is the, the biggest deal here is these event games. Grand Theft Auto Five showed something. You know, it comes out. It's not an annualized game, and it did huge. And we're seeing Persona 5, not a game since 2008. And, like, when it comes out, it's going to be huge. Bethesda does the same thing. Like, they don't just release their games, like, year after year after
3: year. When people, when they announced Skyrim, people lost their minds. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: this year, like, obviously, they're having their conference. They're going to show something. So, we're probably going to see Fallout 4. We're probably not going to see another Elder Scrolls, but we might. I think it's possible.
2: It's and I, possible. I, and I I, I mean, I, I don't know what you're going to say. Maybe you're going to say the same thing. But remember that New Vegas was done by Obsidian. And this was done while Bethesda Game Studios was doing uh, Skyrim. And then now they're working on Fallout 4. And it's possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know they're working on Fallout 4. They're clearly working on Fallout 4. The other, of course, <laughs> tr- the, the other, of course trump card is that maybe they're just doing the Elder Scrolls 6, which also cause people to freak out but i think burn we're, hollywood to the but ground I think this point, but i think it's possible that i don't want to say it's elder scrolls 6 but i think bethesda would be somewhat silly not to find a studio like obsidian and i don't think it is obsidian because they're quite busy mm-hmm. um but a studio like that to say like here is the engine go make an elder scrolls game
0: here's Skyrim go- city stories y- y- like
2: yeah, something like like maybe not a, maybe not a canon like oblivion or skyrim kind of game but i wouldn't be shocked if like some studio somewhere is making a uh, an Elder Scrolls game that is not that is a stopgap, is that more likely, or is it more likely that they're doing Skyrim PS4 three, Xbox One? Well, I'm sure that I, I feel like that's probably happening too. Regardless, I mean, I wouldn't. Irregardless, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure if Skyrim's the game or Fallout Three in New Vegas were going to be the games that come over, or all of them. But I think that there's money to be made to re-release those games mm-hmm. in anticipation of Fallout
3: 4. Yeah,
2: 100%. But the, and you've joked around about them putting them all on one disc. You could fit them all on one disc. So it's, it's just a matter of thousands of hours of RPG content on a one disc. Um, I, I think that would be... I, I think that, that would... Be, it's the same thing we say about Uncharted, right? Like, yeah. Like, wouldn't it be kind of... St- obvious to just release uncharted one two and three on, a, yeah. on and just send it to blue point or one of these one of these porthouses yeah, and yeah. have them re-release it for forty dollars a few months before uncharted 4 comes out. i mean sony does that over and fucking over again mm-hmm. they did it with sly they did it with ratchet they do it with they, you know they did it with team eco collection when they thought the last guardian was going to come out uh you know so like they, they've done that over and over again so i think that that makes sense so i think the same thing would happen with bethesda the more exciting and interesting thing i think because fallout 4 is so fucking obvious is that what else are they going to announce because it's not only going to be fallout yeah
0: people are talking about doom mm-hmm. people are talking about dishonored i think dishonored is a little more likely yeah dishonored super likely yeah. well
2: doom's in development so i don't know like what and it's been in development for a while so i don't people forget
3: what's the beta what, isn't there beta stuff too that you what what was the, which game did you buy to get into the doom beta wasn't or... it rage was that, was that it i thought there was something more recent than that hold on <laughs> do, 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 do. Well, so you were trying the, to go towards event games.
0: Yes, exactly. So you want
3: to know other event games? No, just like is that the future? Is
0: that, is that the future? And is what should be? So not only that is Bethesda. So Beth, this is their first press conference. This puts them in a different league because up this until puts, now, yeah. it's just been there's the big three. So we got Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft. Then ben. there was always Ubisoft and EA. Yay. Then. That was it. The Konami. Used, I was
1: going to say, it used to be Konami, right? Konami
0: kind of did it for a while. and then, yeah, then just, they tapped. Then it got way more and more similar to like a Nintendo Direct. Sure, sure, thing, sure, 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 sure. Which wasn't bad. It's fine. It's fine. And it's like that, you know, to that's very it, representative it of Konami of where it was at compared to where it is at. Time, yeah. And the types of things that it does. Bethesda is now like, fuck you guys. We're stepping the fuck up. Not, was it Wolfenstein?
3: Skyrim, pray 2, a new direction that's out of this world, GameSpot. Maybe it was Skyrim. It was one of those games.
2: I thought, I could have sworn it was Rage.
3: I thought it was more recent. I thought it was something super recent.
2: I love this. This is fucking awesome. I'm going
0: to Google. I'm going to Google. This game doesn't exist anymore. What the hell happened to that game? Nobody um, wanted it. Pray to. they're talking about for the audio listeners. Oh, yeah, for
2: the audio listeners. So, uh, here's the thing, Tim. Mm-hmm. about what Bethesda is doing specifically. You guys were talking about Konami. I don't think they were capable of really... I mean, obviously, they weren't. Yeah, Wolfenstein. It was, Wolfenstein. Those, it was Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Okay. Pre-order, yeah. So, not quite. Not 2011? Um, <laughs> so, the thing about Bethesda that I think a lot of people overlook and I, why I think this is a smart optical game for Bethesda to be playing is that they really do have the same status in terms of studios owned as EA and Ubisoft mm-hmm. who do their own conferences every year with much success and I think they have things to show off. So... They own Arcane. They own ID. You know, they own these studios. They own Machine Games. So, what are they working on? And like, so, Fallout Four will obviously be this big tempole exciting thing that they're clearly gonna, clearly gonna insert into. You think they the start end. or end with it? No, they end with it.
3: That's what I, it, 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 um, Uncharted PlayStation Remember. Yeah, but that
2: was dumb. See, like that was th- it, that was it I gave the people what they want. So they I know, but, they're all going, but hey, everything that started. came, everything came. I'm at, Greg Miller. I want Uncharted. Everything that came out, that was a really bad pacing. Everything that came after it was not was not so, as good. So nothing so they showed, so many different levels. Nothing they showed was as good <laughs> as Uncharted. It was a that was a, to me a bad move. It was exciting to see it. Office it should have won
0: seven. Wasn't the coming out on PS4? No, that was, that was the biggest troll of all time. I was, that was that was the
2: best. I'll never forget that as long as they live. I was like, oh my god, because just for about five seconds, I'm like, they're going to do it, and this is, and I'm like, and they're like, I'm like, god oh damn. my god, you guys, you guys are the funniest fucking people. Like Square is just the funniest. I'm um, excited for E3, but Bethesda owns these. You know, so Dishonored Two has been long rumored. I think Dishonored Two is probably going to come out this year. So I think that like they. They are ready to show that. Doom has been incubating forever. And even though id Software has lost some of their key people, um, including some of the, you know, going to Oculus and shit like that, which is, you know, makes sense for, you know, John Carmack who um, obsesses over frame rates and things like that. It's just funny that, you know, like, that's, that's where he belongs, obviously. He's going to do some tech stuff now. I think that um, you'll see Doom 4. I think you'll see Dishonor 2. I think you'll see, obviously, Fallout 4. And then I think you're going to see some you know some acknowledgement of maybe their you know machine games which was which was purchased by Bethesda before Wolfenstein even came out that was their first game I think that they'll obviously make a sequel to Wolfenstein um to the new order and I think you'll probably see a new IP so I think that there's gonna be probably five or six games the thing I don't want them to do is do what EA did and we talked about this on Colin and Greg I think which was EA just showed you shit you know I don't think here's, they're here's an, right. an ad at for a game that might come out in like four years, if you're, That's yeah. Stupid. If you're not
3: caught up, last year the press conference for EA was a bunch of vignettes about games like, "Hey, this is what the Mass Effect team's kind of working on." Hey, we don't know exactly. We're going to do more things. Here's what the Star Wars guys. Oh, here's an edit. yeah. It that I think is a different experience because my question about this Bethesda event is: There one next year, and I say no right like I think they're doing this because hey we have this giant slate of games we need to announce and tell you about awesome here they are next year they don't have that again because what we're talking about is that games need to be event games Mm -hmm. if you have event games you can't make a conference every year like EA last year where they're like fuck here's what the criterion guys are working on too you know what I mean like they can't sit there and sit, do a churn do the churn of here it is with this is what we're doing this year this is what we're doing this year and but have I mean, a giant slate to show
0: well couldn't they do that they don't need a giant slate though if it's event games right like if they have these big yeah, yeah but things, it's weird three this year three next year like well that even,
3: even that i mean like event games though is different than three games yeah you know what i mean, but I mean even
0: all the games that we just ne- mentioned like so obviously elder scrolls obviously fallout but i, I mean dishonored yeah it's not so much like an event game but just the fact that but that would
3: pad an event a conference
0: yeah exactly I think that I think if you're going to do like the, a nice it's like second the reason
3: one. we think it's going to be Fallout and other and it's Fallout and Friends right is because it's weird in an E3 conference for one game mm-hmm. that doesn't happen right yeah. all the E3 conferences to show you a million games unless that's, they that's have a huge expense to get put out for if you're going to do time. one game then just have your one standalone event outside of E3 unless, yeah. unless the they
2: have for. something so substantial to show for Fallout 4 that they think that 45 minutes and it's out tomorrow uh, yeah that'd be awesome oh i still God. i mean i still stand by the fact fallout 4 comes out this year like i really i there's something in me that says that they're ready like you know like that the game has been in development for a long time you know and that that maybe they like i don't see i often wonder if this long 12 to 18 month lead time that we go with a lot of games doesn't injure some games and that they don't need to do that and i think that we said we we called out you know charles on uh, statement about Half-Life 3 which always stuck with me which is that Half-Life 3 is one of those games where they can announce it the day it comes out and it oh, yeah. won't affect anything. Oh yeah. You know? They'll sell millions of copies of that game because people are just crazy about it and Steam or Valve is crazy enough to do it. Mm-hmm. Where they'll be like hey, uh, Half-Life 3 we're ready to talk about it. It's fucking on Steam right now. It's done. You know? Shit, and, and 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 yeah, exactly. And I think Fallout 4 is one of those games where they can say it's coming out in four months. We have a huge secret. The game is... In beta right now internally. And it's coming out in November. And we're going to show it to you now. And we'll have the press play it in August. And we're releasing it in November. And people would flip the fuck out. And it's not going to affect
0: anything. I mean, if anything, that's going to help just because there'll be so much media buzz about, oh my God, there's this huge surprise. Everyone should know about it. Do it. Do it, Bethesda. Yeah. Do it. But but, but of course, of course, the other
2: thing is that (laughs) I want them to take their time. If they need time and they need another year, do a Fallout 4 right. You know? But I really feel like. The quiet out of that studio is very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like like Bethesda as a publisher isn't so quiet, but Bethesda's internal development studio that makes Skyrim, that makes Elder Scrolls, that makes Fallout, are quiet. They're quiet. And Todd Howard's not saying shit. Nope. And so, I think that that studio is hunkered down, obviously working on the game. The game has been rumored to be, take place in Massachusetts, what they call the Commonwealth in Fallout War. And I think that those gonna, rumors uh, have been happening forever yeah exactly somebody
3: what was it somebody from mit posted that like hey they're here checking out our school and doing all these different things yeah like,
2: so i think that you know it's not beyond the realm of possibility and i'd like to see i'd like it as a yeah, test bed to see you know it's the same thing with grand theft auto like rockstar really strung that out and it was good and it worked out for them but i'm not sure they had to do that there are just certain games that don't have to do that and i think fallout 4 is in the pantheon of games that are anticipated that we know is going to come that doesn't think, need this long, load time, the I long think, load time i think fallout 4 or
3: Fallout and Grand Theft Auto aren't the exact same thing because I think GTA, you need to have time to spread it to the mainstream because everyone knows GTA, right? And there's some kid out there, some 30-year-old who would buy a PS4, Xbox, or PS3, you know what I mean? At the yeah. time. Whatever, buy the system to play it. Fallout 4, I think, strikes me as another hardcore game, right? Anybody who knows games and loves games is probably going to be excited about Fallout 4. Yeah. So I think it's I think I think that makes it more likely that it's like, it's
2: here's your first look, event whenever, game right away shorter lead time yeah it's exciting man I, and and frankly as a secondary thing i like doom and i'm excited to see doom 4 you know like see what they can do in the post carmac world um and see how they can deliver the graphical yeah. fidelity that and the, and the engine fidelity the 60 frame smooth 60 frame thing that they're you that they're known for because rage um i liked rage i remember being really excited about it, as you remember probably and yeah. i played it for like 15 hours and i just kind of was like i'm gonna move on to other things but i thought it was a good game i'm not sure it was it showed what they were capable of a game like doom if it's like doom so kind of like a quarter linear kind of shooter with secrets and stuff like that but more like wolfenstein like what machine games did with wolfenstein i think that can resonate people just want a pure shooter like that and they can deliver it so i'm actually i'm I'm almost as curious to see that as i am fallout to be honest i have no interest in it cut it loose fallout only
3: or I burn Hollywood to the ground. Like you have my event de- mans, Bethesda. Wow. You have until July to respond. Again, the
1: complete difference between the two of us. Yeah. I would be way excited to see you do Because you have no way taste in games. That's eh, very true.
3: Damn. Damn. All you want to do is Shot shoot five, stuff with shotguns. Five.
0: All right, final topic for the day. <gasps> Pulling a little audible here. Uh-oh. We were going we to we talk about uh, how how reviews how and da, stuff. Da, and Because uh, uh, Eurogamer announced that they have a uh, different review scale and all this stuff. I want that to be a nice, really fleshed out topic we discuss. We'll do that next week. For today, we're going to talk about another piece of huge news that dropped, huge, and that's uh, Netflix might be de- or Netflix is developing uh, Legend of Zelda series.
4: Mm. Mm. Mm.
0: What do you guys think about this? And more so, we already again discussed this on YouTube.com/slash/kindoffunny mm. in a reacts video. Mainly, what other video game franchises do you think would fit the Netflix model of seasons at a time coming out? And getting that type of a, the appeal of the Netflix audience.
1: Any, I mean, I just think that my personal stance, and this is Netflix is a perfect platform for this. Um, I think the days, you know, I'm all caught up to Walking Dead now. The idea of having to wait another week to watch Walking Dead annoys me. Yeah. Let alone having to wait. Having someone out there who's making the content um, be the gatekeeper to me wanting to consume the content, which is kind of anti-video games. When you sit with an anti with a video game, you can take a day off, or you can come back to it. You can play the whole thing straightforward. Um, I think that's the experience a lot of people are used to, especially with a game like Zelda. I think you're you know you marathon for all intents and purposes you marathon that game. Yeah. You have it, you're gonna play the hell out of it. And if if it's anything like the storytelling in the game, I want to be able to experience that all in one in one season. I want them to do what they do. Uh, at the BBC, which is they'll make, uh, y- you know, they'll make three or four really, really long, really great episodes of something, and and you know, you get you get to consume those all at once on Netflix. Um, so I think it's great. And also, there's just it's just like HBO; you can put anything out. There's no barrier to. You know, the stories you can tell or what you can show or what you can do with that. Not that they have to get particularly risque for A Legend of Zelda. They um, do in my Bobby? book. you kidding me? But, you know, if they hey, were to, if they were to do a Last of Us series. Oh, my <laughs> God. Hey, I'm naked. I'm over here. Hey. Uh, but if they did something like The
3: Last of Us, which was, uh, you know, I, I would totally... Watch that on Netflix. That's what I, I think. You're saying what other games fit in this Netflix model? Anything story driven. Mm-hmm. I would like. I would be way more excited for the Last of Us movie, for the Uncharted movie, for the Siphon Filter movie, if they were the Uncharted, <laughs> the Last of Us, <laughs> Siphon Filter, Netflix show.
0: Yeah, man. Because that, that's the thing. Netflix does so well. Where here's a season, and it essentially is a movie. It's a giant, don't giant, giant movie. Think of it yep. as a television nope. series where there's cliffhangers and all that stuff. At, I mean, they're going to naturally do that, but you don't need to make the plot fit so that every half hour or hour this huge event happens. exactly imagine if they they did
3: an uncharted they did multiple uncharted seasons and everyone was a different game or a different treasure he's after right like Mm -hmm. that would make more sense to me than trying to shove everything into a two-hour movie
0: man uncharted that would be a good one yeah thank you you're welcome yeah
1: i mean mic drop
3: damn I would, I would, I don't
1: know. I'd like to see anything. The way, and the other anything, thing. Anything. I'd like to see anything. No, I just, I just, I like Netflix's Tetris. mentality, right? Right now, there's a huge divide between what Netflix is doing and what traditional uh, mainstream uh, uh, networks are doing, like CBS and NBC. They're still caught up in this concept of a pilot season. Mm-hmm. Netflix goes, we're not going to do that. We're not going to be, um, we're not going to force the audience to watch seven seasons of a show just because we're based on a, you know, sponsorship ad rev model. Um, we're going to make – we're going to go all in on this show that we really believe in, show you that we believe in it, throw a ton of money at it, bring top-tier Hollywood talent like uh, Kevin Spacey and Robin Wright and uh, David Fincher who did – if you remember, he did the first couple episodes of uh, – or the first episode and produced um, House of Cards, which is dropping, I believe, at the end of this month, right? The yeah, it
2: accidentally went up for 20 minutes today. Shut I don't know if we saw that, yeah, and they pulled oh. it down.
1: I would have totally watched it. I would have watched all 20 minutes of what I could have. You would have gone
2: to 22 different devices
1: and started an episode. <laughs> That's, That's like actually this brilliant. This is this is why I like Netflix and this is why I like HBO is because they don't have to play by those rules. And so if you want to make if someone, if some, for some wild reason, they were like, "Let's do a Metal Gear series," right? If they could, mm. pu- they could do sixteen episodes of that if they wanted to. They could
3: do ten episodes oh, of that. They that could do six. Awesome. Episodes that's enough. Anything with a story, man, because that's, that's right. the thing about games. Games are like twenty right. hours long and tell you this awesome story. I mean, mean that's
2: that. that was the. I mean, when you, when the question was brought up, that Metal Gear is what came to my mind. Metal yeah. Gear, Metal, Metal Gear. Metal,
0: that would be so like good Greg. You just brilliant. said it that like Uncharted would be good because it's not just a movie; it'd be the series. But I think Metal Gear is perfect for that. Yeah, a well, one season being Metal Gear One. Yeah, my god or, and, my and that's god. and that's
1: the other thing too is you can do different types of stories with uh, on a platform like Netflix you don't have to do them based you know you can just do a standalone story do a standalone movie do a mm. 30 minute episode of something right well, that's, yeah, um, that's true like, like you can do whatever you want a lot of people don't realize this but if you go back and look at the times for House of Cards they're all over the map mm-hmm. within a varying degree of, of yeah. difference right a standard episode of television has to be a specific amount 22 minutes be able to or Eight exactly. minutes the, yeah. Uh, yeah These some of the episodes of House of Cards are like 50 minutes somewhere like 44. They just they don't care. And also you don't have to have like a monster of the week in these. You don't have to go 22 episodes. And again, you don't have to do what unfortunately happens to every television show that's on the major networks is that eventually it runs its course, but it's still making money, so they find a way to do There's 26 two more, more seasons. episodes. But, you know, yeah, 52 more episodes, 70,000 more episodes like, "Hey, we're supposed to end this story in three seasons, but you know what? Lost is really popular. Let's put them on a barge for an entire season. Mm-hmm. Oh, FYI, that throws off every plan we possibly had for this, this wrapping up in any sort of concise way. So now, guess what? They're just in space, yeah. or whatever the hell that last episode happened to be. Purgatory. Um, yeah, I was trying to Exactly know, where
3: everyone thought was it was going to be. be. Yeah. If you're hell. just watching Lost and I spoiled it for you, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I'm sorry. sorry. Um, I'm sorry twice. First, for telling you to go fuck yourself. Secondly, for spoiling it, but right. go fuck
0: yourself. Well, taking a step back here, do you guys think, and Colin, I kind of want your input on this, do you think that Zelda works for this?
2: I personally don't see how it's going to work, but I, I'm interested to see, there's two things I'm interested in this. A, Link is a silent protagonist, so how are they going to spin Zelda into a way where Link becomes a character? Because Link is really an avatar. He's not a character. Right. And he's also many different characters. Um. So the Link in, you know, in, in various games is not necessarily the same Link. It's always just the hero. Right? So that's one thing that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you can look... You can point to... The, <laughs> I'm wearing my Majora's Mask shirt, but the only the only Majora, Zelda game in my mind that has a deep, different story is Majora's Mask. You know? And it's so like... W- is that a story you're going to tell? What is the story? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is the but, story? But see,
0: that's the thing. Like, I would imagine that it would just be kind of inspired by all of the different stories and kind of like bits and pieces here and there. Um, if they're going to go... All out and do this. Like I'm gonna. Let's just pretend that it's gonna be good. So let's like. We're not, I'm just saying it's gonna be. But like, pretend that like they're they're gonna pull a House of Cards or something and actually put the right people on this project and not make a video game movie out of this. They're trying to do this right. I'm gonna assume that in the, it's the same question as what's the next Zelda gonna be about. It's like I don't know. They're gonna come up with something though. It's the same idea. It's more about the core of it. And like Link being silent. Like I think if Link had a voice, it would be like Han Solo. I'm not Han Solo. Like Luke Skywalker. Not Han just very like you know young and he's young learning. and whiny and learning and all that stuff. And by the like, end, he's the man. He's the hero time. Exactly. Exactly. It's possible, but Smash I don't. Sword. I don't.
2: I don't necessarily compare it to like the Wii U Zelda in the sense that the Wii U Zelda is uh, unless they're just flipping the fucking script entirely, is just going to be another Zelda game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just going to be fun to play. I don't think Skyrim people, Zelda though. I don't think people are, but I don't. Maybe it looks like it. Yeah, but people, I don't Which think. I, like I mean, it? I've never played Zelda for the story. There are two Zelda games that resonate with me from a story standpoint. Zelda Two because of how creepy it is and how weird it is mm. and zelda majora's mask other than that for the same reasons yeah for the, both just we they're just both weird games right mm. but like the original zelda and zelda's like a link to the past and and link's awakening it's like there's different nuggets in their story but they're basically just the same game you go mm. like from dungeon to dungeon and, and so so i'm most curious about how they they solve that problem and make link it not an avatar but a character because link is not a character you know, I love Link. I have a Link statue, you know, action figure in my bedroom. I I, I grew up on those games. I love them. I used to write about them at Facts before I was in the industry. But I like them for gameplay mm-hmm. and for the uniqueness of the dungeon solving and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. not for the story. So when I heard about this, I'm like, this is interesting. And we brought it up on, on Colin and Greg Live where I'm like, Zelda doesn't even sell that well. You know, it is it is like one of those. It's one of the best selling series, like top 20 series of all time. But it's old and there's lots of entries in it. But but. You know, Skyward Sword sold fewer than four million copies. Mm -hmm. So when I look at something like that, I'm like, why not Metroid? Why not? You know, something would probably be easier. It's like, but like something with something with (laughs) story, even something like Star Fox, or something. From
1: a budget standpoint, but from a storytelling standpoint, Bounty Hunter has to fight all these aliens. It just is a lot easier, I think, to work in and and to kind of get across the general public. Like, okay, this is sci-fi. This is a space adventure. Very hot right now because we got Guardians of the Galaxy, we got Star Wars coming up. Yeah, you know, but I mean, the Zelda things.
3: stuff they're driving at's hot too with Game of Thrones. I mean, I, like, I, I yeah, yeah it's, exactly. it's, a it's, total, the di- it's a complete and
1: total. It's a complete and total different. I mean, you can't. You can maybe ride a little bit of the coattails of Game of Thrones. But when I think Game of Thrones, I think sex, I think violence, I think now think politics. About the, now
3: think of all that, but for an audience that can like an all ages audience, you to so yeah, take out the sex, obviously. But you, I mean, you got to take out the sex. You got to take out the violence. You got. I mean,
1: they don't. If have you're, to if do that you're fighting
3: a giant spider, no, you don't. That's true. It the my only
1: my only concern with this. And this is, again, I'm not coming at it as a huge fan of Zelda. I would. I just kind of want to see awesome... I mean, this is one of those instances where I'm like, that's off the wall. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Like... And, and Netflix is an off-the-wall kind of company where you're like, that's there's no way that's going to work. Here at
3: Netflix, we're off-the-wall.
1: Well, no, when they talked about House of Cards, I was like, dude, you guys are going to hemorrhage money on that, and it's not going to work. And it worked, and it got it drove a ton of new subscribers. This will drive a ton of new subscribers, too, from different, from different uh, probably, age bracket.
3: That's what I'm saying is I, I understand when I said this on Colin and Greg Live 2 with Colin. I understand what he's saying about it not being a, a, a franchise that sells a gajillion copies of every game. But I think it's just because the people who played them and loved them have moved on. Maybe they played it on their NES and stopped playing games and the planet, Super NES, and stop playing games, mm-hmm. whatever. It doesn't matter. They went to a different platform or something like that. There's, it's a touchstone for people. People love the Triforce. People identify the Triforce. Yeah. They understand who Zelda is. You know what I mean? Like, they want to be part of that world. And this is a world that all of a sudden it isn't a 40 hour commitment or mm-hmm. of whatever. Exactly. 99 hours in Skyward Sword doing this. It
0: doesn't matter how well it sells because people need to buy this. This is just the like the easy way in. Yeah. Like, my mom knows Zelda. Sure. Yeah. You know, she doesn't know what it is, but she knows it's important. And so if my mom was on Netflix and said, you know, here's a new series, Legend of Zelda, and it like looked it, it, interesting. It was being shoved in her face like Netflix would. She probably. Oh no, it will. It, and every know?
1: time you sign on to Netflix when that thing's up, you're going to see that very yeah. first and foremost. You'll see you Link with this. the sword like this, and you have right.
3: Zelda over here and Ganondorf over there, and there you go. That'll be it. Uh,
1: Lots of triangles the, for the, some reason. Yeah. The interesting thing is, you know, about five, what was it, six years ago, seven years ago, we did that April Fools' Zelda, and there was obviously that was for IGN, which was like a very, very hardcore audience of Zelda fans. But there is such a desire to see that a live action version of anything Nintendo, mm-hmm. largely because, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but they've never really had sort of a, a home run when it comes to making something live action out of Super one of Mario their Brothers. Properties.
0: Show. Super <laughs> show. Yeah.
3: My God, Captain Lou Albano, rest in peace. Well, I
0: don't think anyone's really had too much success. No, in No, the they action. haven't,
1: and that's and that's the thing. I think this might be, well, a I don't think people have thrown a lot of resources. I've never seen, I haven't seen a great team come together to be like, we're gonna we're gonna take this video game property that everyone loves and really treat it from a unique angle that can that can you know both be true to its roots and also bring it into a new audience. I that is my one big hesitation with this is that if there's one company out there that I worry is not gonna take a risk and I worry is not gonna be like, okay, Netflix we trust you go for it it's nintendo they're i guarantee they're going to be scrutinizing every decision and i don't see this i don't see this coming to
0: light see that's true but at the same time like obviously tv would be very different than video games and since it's their first big one they would like be a little more hands-on presumably but with the zelda series they've given it to capcom they've given it to like these other teams to like just kind of go right like do stuff but they weren't off the wall like you know oracles for instance wasn't like
2: that different. They were good. I mean, they, Hyrule like, I mean, Warriors. Though, that was different. yeah, like, yeah. They, and that's a mooseau. And that's true. That's true. That's a good point. But I don't. I agree with Nick in the sense that I. A few things came to mind when I when I heard this. First is like I'm not so sure this is true. Then I saw it was a Wall Street Journal. I'm like okay, so it's true. Then I was like, how can this possibly work?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Knowing that Nintendo is an old school Japanese company, you know, and they they do scrutinize everything, and they are slow, and they don't seem to understand a lot of things, frankly. About the way the world works today, uh, I think we've talked about we've beaten that fucking horse to so much that it's alive again. Jesus, um, but I agree. With, I hard, it's hard. I agree with Nick. <laughs> it's up and running. I agree. Back, with, it's bad. <laughs> this is this is an, uh, an embryonic idea that's not even in pre-production. I f- sense that this is probably not going this to is happen. Not going to happen. And I think that, and I think it's not because it couldn't happen. I think there's very clever people out there that can do something with it. But again, I was racking my brain when this was announced, and I'm like, why? Why Zelda? And I understand that there's like. It resonates with people and people do know it. And Zelda's an important franchise and stuff, but, and it has this long tail, this long history of, of, uh, at this point, what, 20, 87? So, like, almost 30 years, like, 25 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to me, it's like, okay, this makes sense from that point of view. And obviously, Zelda has, you know, is important. Wii U is going to, Zelda's going to sell millions of copies too. But again, my I mind mean, came back, I'm like, Metroid, Metroid, Metroid. Yeah, why no. don't you do Metroid? Metroid would be done. You
0: know, Metroid, I'm like, well, like, Metroid would be awesome from a, for us to watch, but I'm just saying, for the, the what's the point of this from the business side and like Netflix the audience needing a thing? That. Yeah. It's Mainstream like, doesn't metro to Metroid. not Metroid's just going to be like, all right, all right, whatever. Plus, Zelda more. is the perfect game when it comes to that. Not that it's going to make a great show or whatever, but just like, it, it could. Yeah, it could. Like, it's it it it's like the You're... most of the right things that it needs to work on Netflix for the most people to take a video game, turn it into a thing, and have everybody be as happy as possible. Well, your
1: budget's definitely going to go a lot farther with a game with a game like Zelda, a property like Zelda, than it is with a Metroid. Metroid, you have to basically be, you you can't go out to a forest and just shoot and make it yeah. hire a great team. Star Fox
0: would be awesome though. Star, well, Star Fox action. would be amazing, Star but fox. that would be no CG. That was the other game. CG that was honestly the other want, series want, that came to mind. Just fox. puppets. Yeah. No. No. Not puppets. No. You want an actual fox rolling animals. around a cockpit?
1: Yeah. Um, here's what I'll say is that they have been having a lot of trouble getting Halo um, off you the ground, the right? got Halo. So they tried to do the Halo movie with Neil Blomkamp a long time ago. A lot of They went through a lot of directors for that. I can't remember. I forget why it fell apart. Uh, but then they had Ford on Dawn, which actually was a fairly successful series for them. And then they tried to do their actual the, – the next show, which was the Spielberg uh, ex- executive-produced Halo, which that whole division of the company no longer exists, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, right? Um so if, a, if if an American owned company like Microsoft is going to scrutinize their American product that much, how is you know a, a seemingly that far removed company like Nintendo that's sitting in Japan and they're making these decisions that that as a westernized audience were like that's a little off from from what we would expect. Yeah. Um, I just I don't see that working and I see that I see that more likely dying on the vine.
0: exactly, but this is obviously a very different time, but the Zelda cartoon happened. how the fuck that happened? Yeah, it's true. I mean, Nintendo seemed much more open in the
2: late 80s and early 90s, with, even with Captain N and stuff, to do to do riskier things. Mm-hmm. I think you're right in this, and I'm glad you brought it up, just in the sense that that was another thing that came to mind. I was like, and it wasn't even that, how, like, how was Nintendo going to not let this happen, but, like, how did Netflix and Nintendo even get together? Yeah, because, like, sure. this is, like, this doesn't make any sense. Not you know, all. like, and and I think it's real, and I think they're talking, and I'm curious about I don't think I think the veracity of the Wall Street Journal article is, is solid. I think it's real. I'm curious where the conversation is right now. Was it like literally like, you know, Hey, that'd uh, be cool. Awada and a few other guys went to dinner with some Netflix guys and they're like, "Oh, okay, that's an interesting idea." And then they just went back to Kyoto and Netflix went back to California and they were like, "Okay, that's it." And then do someone it. at Wall Street Journal got got wind Was of at it. at that like yeah. at that restaurant like, "Wait a minute, I know these Or guys. is it something where it's like they've had many meetings and they're talking very seriously about this and they're like, "Well, what can we do together?" And Nintendo Nintendo of America doesn't seem to have much power. So for this to work for a Western audience, mm-hmm. as well as an Eastern audience, which isn't so different when you're consuming TV and, and movies or really any other kind of entertainment, they have to give the power, as you said, to the producer and the director and Netflix. And I just don't see that happening because even when something, like, even when Omega Force makes a Mousseau, like like Hyrule Warriors, which is a Zelda game that is basically a Dynasty Warriors game, it's still a Japanese studio. I'm sure Nintendo was fucking all over it and they knew exactly like what they were getting and that was a move to get people to buy the game, right? Mm-hmm. This seems like, It it fundamentally changes the IP. If 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 a Dynasty Warrior game is known for anything, it's not story. You know, so like, how do they change this? And are they planning in their minds, I, to say, well, this is going to tie into a game? Mm -hmm. Or I mean, it has to. You know, like, so I'm like, it's just just interesting. There's a lot of unanswered questions, and Nintendo's not going to say into a game.
1: I mean, it depends. You're talking if they're talking about it now, they're developing the series. It could take up orders of a year or to to develop and it, I
3: mean you already time. have a Zelda game going like you yeah, can't try to get point. those on track and get them t- tied up together I, don't know. But but I
0: will listen, say this. they don't they don't need to be tied together though and because it's Zelda Zelda is one of the I well he was say saying series. that there's a game I
3: would say that, I mean I if mean, you're just talking about this the Wii U Zelda then yeah, yeah sure that's fine if someone said hey there's a halo series
1: coming out soon I'd be like okay well, we you damn sure you're gonna expect something that they can push from a synergetic standpoint. Yeah. Like, okay, there's going to be DLC or something or a new map pack or a new Halo game. Plus well, the thing with Zelda,
0: there is always something to push. Whether sure. it's the new game that will come out or the millions of other games that are already out and um, downloading their various services.
1: I'll say this, though. Anyone who is who has an IP that and they're talking to Netflix, that does represent... A certain level of forward thinking out of i should say out of the box thinking right now because i think to most of the mainstream um most mainstream audiences netflix is still a little bit of a fringe offering um uh, similar to how you know i'm a firm believer that amazon is one day going to beat all of these just because i think that amazon is a powerhouse that has yet to really flex its muscle um and for some odd reason, overstock.com is also getting in the content, uh, original content creation right. and distribution game. Yeah, they were at Sundance and they bought a bunch of stuff and they're trying to push their platform pretty heavily. Interesting. I mean, which even is know crazy. That. Yeah. Um, but those. The O. The O. Fall know, in love yeah. with the O. They're, a lot of people are trying to get oh, into digital did. distribution because the smart people realize that's where the audience is. That's where the audience 10 years from now is. That's where the audience really now is we just haven't really accepted that because there's a lot of old school thinking in hollywood Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean if nintendo's serious about it that that would give me pause to think wow maybe this will happen if if there's another report saying hey we're developing this i'm like this is gonna be good because that means nintendo's playing ball and they're they're forward thinking and they're they want to put something out there that is not i don't want to say cutting edge because that's that would be not the best way to describe it but something that's forward thinking enough to say like uh, we believe that the audience is here and that they will consume this specific type of content let's give it to them
0: I mean it's like Marvel doing it with Daredevil that's huge that's huge that's That's a commitment that's them saying something and obviously Marvel gets it
2: they get it (laughs) well Marvel gets it we've seen in the last couple days more than anyone else but So, yeah. Well, we'll see what we'll see how it all turns out. I'm, I'm I have a morbid curiosity to see how this turns no, out because because I don't think I agree with you guys that Zelda is the right choice. Maybe from a marketing standpoint, I don't think it's the right choice for for the Nintendo IP stable for storytelling. And that's I think that I mean if it's if it's all about marketing, just make a fucking Mario show. Woo! You know, like like Wah! just just do it. Mario oh! sold what 500 million copies mm-hmm. across all of the games. I so it's mean, like it's like that's the game. Mm-hmm. You know, Mario's harder though. I mean, I I I actually don't I mean, think are... in my mind I don't think it would be. At, With both of these games, you have to write a story that doesn't exist. Yeah, that's you know true. what I mean? Like well, that, Mario specifically, there's no story. <laughs> Mario, Mario, Mario well, I mean, story, frankly, t- is exactly the same as Zelda's. That's true. It's, I guess. it's it's basically the same. But you're skewing it in princess. different terms. What
3: I would, if they're gonna, if they announce tomorrow they're doing a Mario show, I would immediately skew. It's gonna be like the Mickey Mouse Club for kids, the one that's currently out. I don't know if anybody watches it, but when I was in Missouri, there's kids there, so I had to catch a couple episodes. Where it's just Mickey and Minnie doing stupid things and teaching the kids something. That's exactly what it would be, yeah, like a Sesame Street style. show. It yeah. wouldn't be that there's a story that the princess has been stolen. It's like, oh, today we got to. T- oh, Koopa's upset, so let's make him cheered up. What does he like? He likes pizza. We're gonna go get a, p- you know, what I mean, like stupid. <laughs> How stuff do like you spell that.
1: pizza with a P? Yeah, exactly. I- Z-, Z. Yeah. Yeah. Um.
0: All right. Well, that's great, know. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? We are, we're running really late. <laughs> that's, well, <laughs> well, that's great. all right. Well, that's great. <laughs> well, that's
3: fucking great. shut up, everybody.
0: Let us know in the comments what you think about this. What story of Zelda you'd want to hear? If you think Zelda's the best franchise for this, or what your favorite franchise you'd want to see as a Netflix show would be. Until next time this has been the first and last ever episode, episode seven. seven of the kind of games cast next week will be episode eight and a little something special i'm not gonna tease, tease all you right right let me know well hold it's on it's cake, cake isn't it should we say it what are you talking about wait this is no <laughs> if you, time is a weird if you're listening game, to
3: this perhaps. on patreon friday saturday or sunday we look got for something special on tuesday yeah and if you're listening to this on friday go back and check out the something special on tuesday
2: yeah
0: it's going to be something real special. I'll let you know that. Until next time, I'm Tim Geddes. It's Colin Moriarty. It's Greg Miller. It's Nick Scarpino. Yep. Pretillo's chilling there. Chilling. He's got chillin to poop. I still love you all. got to poop. poop. I don't need to poop. Talk, Maybe
3: less. Like, no. Cool. He's been dropping bombs over here. Dropping
0: bombs. Metal Gear would be the shit. Yeah, Metal Gear. It's, it's funny. Fun. That's, that's yes. exactly what I was... Uh, no, I, I don't
3: know why my brain
1: popped into that, but I like, I wanted to develop a Metal Gear series. <laughs>
2: The show's the part. No, no, you just ate. Now you're going to be making goddamn mouth noises. Yeah. So what is, he, what is
1: it about his mouth noises that you don't like?
2: I mean, the noise. fucking noise. That's what I don't like I is the noise horrible. itself. There's nothing else about it that, that bothers me.